This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Wait, are you gaming on a Chromebook? Yep, it's got a high-res 120 hertz display, plus this killer RGB keyboard. And I can access thousands of games anytime, anywhere. Stop playing. What? Get out of here. Huh? Yeah, I want you to stop playing and get out of here so I can game on that Chromebook. Got it. Go ahead, break it down. Discover the ultimate cloud gaming machine, a new kind of Chromebook. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Core. This is Core for Thursday, October 14th, 2021. We talk about video games here, the industry at large, games we're playing, and everything in between. And we hope you had a nice gaming week since we last saw you. I'm joined, of course, uh, with and by John Jagger and Bo Schwartz. John, welcome back. Oh, hi we there. You. We missed you, you last week. You, uh, you, uh, how are you doing? You doing good? You're all right? I'm, I missed being here. Oh, good. I, I saw the image that you put up, and I, I was glad that I was represented in some form. But I was sad I couldn't be here. Yeah, it was sad. It was sad just to have your head with a can on it um, mm-hmm. with those very sexy men behind you. But, you know, mm-hmm. we could only do what we can do in the moment that we're given. I think Gandalf said that best. I don't think yeah. I said it very well, though. I didn't repeat it very well. Uh, nonetheless, it's great to have you back. Bo, of course, is here. Uh, we were uh, having a great Hi. time last week and, you know, thinking all about Metroid Dread. Did we play it? Maybe. You'll have to wait and find out when we get to the part where we talk about it. But I'll just go ahead and say, yes, uh, people played it and really liked it, I think. Uh, so more on that as we get further into the show. For now, though, this. Alright, let's get into what's going on. Um, oh, why is the music still playing? Hold on. There we go. I learned I know how to do things. Uh who put this in? John or Bo, this this Yoshi P thing? Uh actually Bo started it and I fleshed it out because I think we were both on the same page with some of this stuff. Well, I mean I just liked what I saw and I think my my impression of this story is I'm like, oh this is I put refreshing, that's all I wrote, and yeah. I put yeah. the link. Yeah. And then and then John was like, Oh, Bo put a Yoshi P article in here. Let's let's go to town. And yeah. I see like four lines of notes, and I'm like, all right, we're gonna talk about Final we Fantasy. We are definitely gonna do it. Yeah. So this Final Fantasy. John 14, likes that game, so the the headline was, and I saw this headline floating around by itself, but uh Final Fantasy fourteen not 14, sorry. Final Fantasy. What number 14. is it? Yeah, 14. Yeah, Why am I reading right. that wrong? The MMO, everybody. You know what I'm talking about. Well, there's uh, two, so it doesn't the, clarify <laughs> if you say the MMO. The, uh, uh, yeah, the director wants you. 14. Excuse me. <laughs> the headline there says. There are two MMOs in the Final <laughs> Fantasy franchise. Yeah, don't forget 11. Wait, was it 11? Yeah, it yeah. was 11. Came out yes. on the PS2. It's still going today. It's very successful shut up really is that still a thing you can play that Yeah, it's still going yeah is, is it on pc or only on that console here's the crazy thing he's the director for both 
<laughs> really? Wow. Yes. All right. Well, he wants you to be normal about the game's success, that being oh, Final Fantasy fourteen. <laughs> This coming from the unnormal guy running two MMOs. Oh yeah. my god. He, he's Oh, and he's the director of uh sixteen that's coming out. Oh so. and sixteen is uh, a normal mainline game, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but back to the fantasy tropes of the of the of the fan of the Final Fantasy and not in a car with a bunch of dudes, right? I don't think there's gonna be a car. There's okay. been one trailer. I don't think I saw a car. Okay. Is it bad that I want Final Fantasy? Nothing's off the table. <laughs> yeah. Maybe it's not a car, but you'll have a, I don't know. You'll have something weird. Yeah. What yeah. weird right. thing do you want? What weird mount do you want out of this, John? What do you hope 16 I do, provides? I don't know. Like, that's the thing. I thought Final Fantasy 14 got weird. Like, yeah. I thought a lot of this stuff eventually showed up. But as somebody who's been going through that series, I got to tell you, Final Fantasy has always been weird. It's never not been weird. Yeah. Literally the first game, they're like, well, we're pretty sure we're in a time loop caused by chaos, and the only way to really deal with it is to go kill chaos. So why don't you go back in time when it began and just destroy chaos for us? Like, that's where they started. Sure. So they that's what they built upon. Yeah. And, uh, you know, by three, you've got, well, we've got a giant engine that keeps a continent floating <laughs> above the rest of the world, but uh, it's going to fail. So a guy jumped in it. His name was Douche, and he uh, he jumped in it and uh, kept the continent from falling. Which is I'm sorry, important. was his name actually Douche? I I mean that's how I read it. Okay. I don't know. There's many ways you can pronounce it. Probably well, let's not get into pronouncing Final Fantasy names. <laughs> yeah, that's how I read it. It's yeah. spelled Titus conversation. Yeah, it, it's spelled similarly at the very least. Um, and and that all ties into that thing coming out. Uh, I'm here to kill chaos. That guy, that that's Chaos. happening. Yeah, man, can we take a moment to just appreciate that? I think whoever is making that game is either crazy or a genius or both. Okay, that might be the most memeable. Like they've done two demos, right? Yeah. They've shown it twice, right? And both times it has taken the internet by storm. The first time, all the I'm gonna kill chaos. You got to kill chaos, chaos, chaos business. Yeah. And then the second time with the guy going bullshit and then starting his phone and walking away <laughs> to his own soundtrack after saying bullshit to no, somebody. They're, they're not doing it on purpose. Because I read an article somewhere that was saying that for the second marketing release, the Japanese version has a whole bunch of mentions of chaos and they expunged it from the English one because they didn't like how... It was lampoon. They, they thought it was bad. They, they're, they're not responsible enough to hear the word chaos more than once. So we're going to edit chaos out. But they still managed. I saw that ridiculous bullshit, uh, <laughs> like emo teen reaction of like toss, bringing his hood up and tossing on headphones and walking away to, to like a legitimate, what seemed like a legitimate concern. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like uh i i don't i think i don't think they get it i think whoever's making this thinks what they're doing is pretty cool and yeah it's weird for us to be laughing at it i think, I think you're right i think this is one of those things where the viralness is coming from the earnestness of it like they're being earnest and we are interpreting yeah. it as crazy and i love that i love when that happens that's my favorite kind of jank it went from a thing that I had almost no interest in except to make, you know, to to riff on the memes of it all. And it has become something I'm genuinely excited about because I'm like, this seems 
like it is chaos like this game what is this game where somebody carries around his phone so he can walk (laughs) away to his own soundtrack (laughs) i need to play this game i'm so excited for it now like they did it they sold me on this thing that i had no interest in yeah when i saw the first origin stuff at e3 i went ah probably not gonna go anywhere near that that looks bad and then they showed this thing and the phone and i went i'm playing that game like what what that's so dumb to me that it's even interesting to me now but yet here I am I want to play it. So yep. we'll see how it, it. goes cuz that just means that the game's going to be full of weird shit in it that we're going to interpret here and it'll be fun time content for the show. So watch for that I suppose. Someone in the chat says uh let's see Sir Whiskey Jack says Final Fantasy 16 is a Witcher inspired game with Devil May Cry inspired combat. Is that confirmed like a thing? It's the first I'm hearing of it. That's interesting. Witcher yeah, inspired DMC, DMC inspired combat. Hmm. I would be all well, about it. The trailer seemed very actiony as far as what they were showing, but that's usually the case in trailers. So yeah, yeah. you never know. Yeah, I guess we'll see. Um, it's too early to say, but uh, anyway, the whole point of this was uh, Neko Yoshida is begging you to stop being weird about world of Warcraft. Uh, yeah. It's a really interesting read. Um, I mean, basically, I don't know what I'd call this. It's like a ex- exercise in humility, isn't it? Like they could be, they could be dicks about the sudden sur- uh, re- uh, resurgence of the popularity of Final Fantasy and MMO form, or at the very least, kind of rub it in the noses of of World of Warcraft. But they're always in the middle of like saying, "Well, we, you know, there is no Final Fantasy online without World of Warcraft. We're so inspired by it. Like it just feels like this humble thing going on." I'm pretty sure that opinion's got to not be shared by the, you know, money-making business arm of this company, right? Yeah. It's a company with a lot of people. He's a creative, not necessarily, you know, thinking along the same wavelength maybe as someone who's like, sweet, our shares are going to go up. This is awesome. Yeah. Blizzard yeah. sucks. Square Enix <laughs> the best. Come join us, you know, like. <laughs> but it was kind of, it's kind of refreshing to see it because... I don't know. Like when I when I saw it, I was much ado was made about this exodus from World of Warcraft. Like, like you know, we can just kind of stop playing the game we're not into. Like, I stopped playing Pokemon Unite. I didn't go like I'm leaving Pokemon Unite because it's a giant piece of shit. And <laughs> Niantic or whoever made it, you know, like it's it's like there's the, it's this whole like it's stupidity is what it is. Like. Like, yes, there's shit going on with Blizzard. Yes, there's disillusionment. But, like, at the end of the day, it's just a video game, guys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. you know, like, it doesn't, I think, I think a lot of people need to have a reality check about what's important in their life, that this is, like, the big dramatic news that it is. Yes, I know people play these games often and have friendships over them and stuff like that. But, like, some perspective is needed. And, um you know, I just, I kind of like that. He's like, stop making this and us versus them. Like just play our game. Yeah. Play it or don't. Please whatever. don't play it 80 hours a week. This is a quote. <laughs> Here, here's a quote from it that I thought was interesting. When asked about the game's current relationship to the wow exodus, he said the following, I'm afraid I'm not really fond of that trend of people saying, Oh, this person has moved over to such and such game. Uh, from his perspective, it's totally fine to drift from game to game in the past. He has encouraged people to take a break between major updates to final fantasy 14 in what may seem like an odd strategy for the director of a MMO, but it seems to work really well by encouraging his community to take breaks and follow their interests. Yoshida effectively manages audience burnout and the game is all the stronger for it, uh, states this article. Um, yeah, 
I like it. It's refreshing. It's different. You know, yeah, he's got a cool philosophy. And I, I know we're coming off the back of a lot of us saying like, hey, let's not put people on pedestals. But, you know, don't do that. But listen to what he has to say, because I think he's got some really interesting points. I mean, he is notorious for being a World of Warcraft fan. He mm-hmm. has, you know, back when they had it, he would go to BlizzCon, things like that. He'd go there and check it out. Um, you know, he's a he's a big video game fan. And I, I think his stance of. You know, it's fine to challenge each other, you know, to see what your competitor's doing and go, oh, can we do that better? Can we learn from that? What can we do? But at the end of the day, we all have to keep in perspective that this is video games we're talking about. Yeah. Um, and it's not supposed to be something that, that you get too, too serious about. Yeah. Uh, which is something that I feel like, and and this is kind of why I thought this was, why I expanded it, is because in a lot of ways... This has been ingrained into our DNA for a long time. You know, for me, it was the Sega does what Nintendo don't. You know, that advertisement. Like, for the longest time, we have been on this, like, you get to pick one console, and you got to pick the right console. Don't pick the wrong console. They're going to lead you astray. And it's always been this us versus them. And I, I think it's kind of ingrained itself uh, it's in there in everything. Like it's human nature to do it because we want to feel right about the decisions we make, yeah. you know, right? Like yeah. if we go to the movie, we want to go see the better movie. If right. two movies come out like, Oh, did you go see air force one or con air? You know, you better, you better have picked the better movie. It doesn't matter. Both of those movies are awful and great at the same time. But at the end of the day, you know, you got to pick the right one. You got to go see the the good one. Sure. And but I think video games, it has been leaned into in a in a fun way for a very long time. And I think, unfortunately, the nature of the Internet and you put it in front of enough people, it stops being fun at a certain point. Yeah. And the toxicity, it starts getting yeah. a little too serious. I agree. The toxicity comes out of that and then it just kind of perpetuates itself. Um, another quote I really liked in his interview was this. Uh, during that same interview with PC Gamer, Yoshida goes on to dissuade his audience from becoming overly committed to the game, meaning his game. Says, I also worry about some people getting a little too enthusiastic to the point that they are sort of blinding or sorry, binding people down, chaining people down and going into the community and almost attacking those people who want to take a break sometimes and maybe enjoy a different game and the chain them down in and chain them down in that way. Uh, it's translation, so it's probably not perfect, but I, I get the idea. Um, I dig this dude's vibe. <laughs> I think he's great. I really do. You know, hey, I got a, th- I got a conspiracy theory, though. What if? This is all just to distract everybody from how shitty, how truly shitty their account system is and how they just never update the damn thing. And I mean, <laughs> well, it's to distract from a number of things, though, too, because at the same time as I agree with this, they're also not building the kind of virtual world that like it seems designed as an ex- as a gameplay experience yeah. like a, of a finite length. And you can play more of it if you love it. But a lot of these things like committing to rating committing to weekly things does mean that you are committing a certain amount of hours of your game time to a game. So while it's great that he says that, um, a lot of interest in the MMO genre, at least let's say from 10 or 20 years ago, does involve commitment. Yeah. And so it's great for him to say, yeah, our game, like, I'm like, yeah, your game doesn't involve commitment. Like everything's easy in this game. Like, (laughs) like comparatively, like I don't think high tier rating and, Final Fantasy 14 can hold a match to high tier rating and PVP activities in World of Warcraft. Like, I think 
I think PvP Blizzard for sure because they don't really do PvP in Final. I Fantasy mean, I think Blizzard and esports companies in general build games that you do need to spend commitments on because you are practicing and getting better at the sport of your choice. So it's a bit naive to completely tell people not to commit to games because that commitment is important because you're depending on other people. So you want to you want to be somewhere reliably for people that your teammates with or that your guild mates with. You do need at some level to commit to some games. So hmm. and like that's not the game they have. <laughs> He's not coming out here saying like and we don't have a game like that, so don't treat it that way. Like <laughs> there are games that do reward or require commitment. And um so it, I think it's a bit naive. Yeah. It's a bit naive. I don't think that's what he's really saying though. I think what he's saying is like he doesn't want he doesn't want to cultivate a a game that is about little breadcrumbs to keep you logging in every single day. He wants to put in a game that has content for those that want to seek it out, but not do, uh, you know, the, the big criticism of wow right now is like, Oh, I got to log in. I got to do my daily so I can get my anima so I can put my anima into the machine so that I can buy the thing so I can yeah. unlock the ability to grind anima to buy the, cosmetics that i want like he doesn't want to make a game that's like that which is uh, which is what i have found refreshing about when i got to the end game in final fantasy 14 was i couldn't believe how quickly i was getting stuff i was like wait a minute i i did this and i got a thing for it like that's yeah that's not how mmos work i'm supposed to do this 13 more times over the course of two months and be rewarded there for it and I, I think more of what he's saying isn't that there isn't anything to do, because, geez, I'm trying to get ready for Endwalker on my second character, and I feel like I'm out of time. But <laughs> yeah. uh, it well, isn't that a second character. I mean, what, I know, is it one I enough know. in that game? Like, oh my no, God. it is, not. actually. It's on me. But yeah. um, but like there is the ability to to decide to go deep on a lot of things, but also that, you know, if you want to check out, you know, they're making a game that lets you do that pretty easily. It's not you're not going to feel like, oh, God, I got left behind. Like you can step away from Final Fantasy. I mean, you did, Bo. But if you were to come back in seven months. It's going to be the same game, more or less. You're going to be in the same spot. You're going to have the same quest. Maybe your job has changed a little bit, maybe. But typically it's going to be just on the higher end that it, those changes occur. Like. Mm -hmm. You're going to be right back in and you can play. There's not going to be a penalty. It's not going to be like, well, you didn't log in. So you've you've missed out on this. Um, you know, the closest they get to stuff like that is the car, you know, yeah. like eh, you didn't log in during this annual event. So you missed the car. You'll have to get the car next year. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I also like that the game and John, correct me if I'm wrong. Somebody alluded to this in the chat, but I was it was on my mind. But uh, when they do an event, for example, whatever currencies are involved in that event are not exclusive to some particular grind. Like you can earn those through almost every other thing you do in the game. Like all those activities contribute to you earning oh, what no. you need to do a thing. Yeah. They do kind I, of a, a rotation. I, so I, go ahead. Well, when I hit 40, I had, there's a vendor that you traded reputation for items. I think it had to do with getting the mount or something like that. Right, but you and can earn. I, I hit a cap on the day, and I had to log in the next day to finish to complete 
earning things. I don't think it's completely devoid of these systems. Well, they're not. It, well, what I, what I mean is like if you if you in World of Warcraft, you want to do a certain thing is a very specific kind of activity you have to do to earn the thing you want. Mm-hmm. Um, it used to be they'd experiment with some of that. So you could wear a tabard in a dungeon and earn um, a reputation that way. But they took all that shit out eventually. And now it's just you got to do this thing and that's all you can do. It seems like, and again, my time in the game has been much more limited, but in Final Fantasy XIV, you can earn a lot of what that stuff is. Even if there's a daily cap, you can earn it by doing a myriad of activities, not just one thing that may or may not be your jam. And that alone is a huge is a huge thing for me anyway. I agree. I like the reputation tabards. That's yeah. the Wrath of the Lich King era. <laughs> yeah, I thought those were all right. I, I like them um, because then I could do dungeons, which I enjoyed and didn't have to do other weird reputation earning stuff that I didn't enjoy. So yeah. yeah. But yeah, you're 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 right, Scott. Basically the for a simplistic version of it, if you're in old content, there's only one currency. You mm-hmm. get it from a bunch of different stuff. It is the it is the same currency through all that old content. So uh, whatever you do that earns that currency, you're just building up and uh, they kind of use that as a catch up mechanic because it allows you to kind of proactively get to gear. Once you get to current content, there are then two more types of currency at that level and you have one that has a daily cap and one uh, that does not. Or I think it might be a weekly cap, not daily, but Mm. um, one has a cap, one doesn't have a cap. And the stuff that has a cap is like the hardest top tier stuff. So it's it's stuff that you may not even hit the cap unless you're kind of going crazy on it anyway. Sure. Um, but you do earn it from multiple different uh, methods. So there's there's different paths to get that stuff. And I mean, I won't lie. It, it has the game has different currencies and different grinds, but it's pretty good at like saying okay you're opting in to do this content do you like it and if so you know yeah here's what you do for this um and if not you know it's skippable the the only thing in final fantasy that's not really skippable unless you're going to pay real money is the story and that's the thing that they're like that's what we think is the most important part of the game yeah and a lot of players seem to agree but yeah it's like a wider funnel the game uh wow has a funnel that starts out very wide but then very gets very narrow an end game and it says here is the here is the one thing pretty much that you're going to be doing and yeah you can raid and yeah you can pvp and these things have been there forever but but really progression is tied to this narrow funnel and final fantasy seems to have a bigger funnel and you enter it large and it kind of exit exits large because there's just plenty to do in uh that that may or may not be your kind of game to play like you uh, i will give it credit for that it always had something i could go do that was if i wasn't finding the current thing i was doing fun i could go do that instead yeah. and i think that's a that's a really powerful testament to what mmos probably should be more like uh they should be less narrow and more wide open like more it's not even sandboxy i don't even know the word for this but just no, more. but it's along those lines. Like it, it should feel like a world. Yeah. Like, and that's that's what it felt like. Is you know that's where where my yeah, that's why I enjoyed barding because I just wanted to log into the virtual world and just do something that wasn't on a rail rail path. Right. Yeah. You reminded and, me of those dancer types back in uh, Star Wars Galaxy days. Did you play that at all when that was out? No, I didn't play Star Wars Galaxies. Was there? 
but you could do that. You could get in there, go down to Mos Eisley, get into the, the cantina <laughs> and dance all day. That's all you had to do if you wanted to. And there was no yep, you'd level up from it and everything. Yeah. It was just oh, a really? very cool. sandboxy kind of open. Kind yeah. Of thing. Like, I mean, it's, that's, that's the, that's the, not the, that's the sales pitch on an MMO. Like there's a million games. It's like, you're on there with other people. You can do, you don't have to do the traditional things for entertainment. You can, you know, have social interactions, et cetera. Sure. Sure. Uh, well, anyway, it seems like a cool read. You guys can go check it out. It's up on Kotaku and worth, uh, reading. And I would just add, he's, uh, so this is all, all of this information and stuff that we've seen is coming off of the back of, they had a big media summit about the new Endwalker expansion coming out. And as a result, he made himself available to a lot of people. So if you check out YouTube or your favorite streamers or whatever, uh, if it, if they're Final Fantasy related, um, there's a good chance they have an interview with him. And I've watched a bunch of them. Uh, Kyle actually sent me a message today and was like, man, these interviews are great. Uh, he's a very interesting guy. He's into a ton of games. Um, and he's, he's actually a bit of a hardcore gamer himself when he plays. So, uh, he's got a, he's got a lot to say and a lot of it's very, very interesting. And I'd recommend checking those out. Um, cause it's, it's been fascinating to watch. When's this expansion due? November something. I think we're like 40 some days away or something like okay. that. All right. Not too far. Like late November. <clears throat> There'll be chocobos in there. I assume that'll be a thing. Well, probably. Okay, Chocobo, chocobos are important. Yeah, no, they're they're literally. This seems to be the only animal in the entire game. Just kidding. There's plenty. They um, don't seem to eat them. They look delicious. <laughs> yeah, they do. I uh, bet a chocobo would taste good. It's I mean, interesting. It's like a super chicken. You probably imagine the the KFC sandwiches you can make with an all chocobo sandwich oh, for like real, the right? Chocobo. The the meat is chocobo. Oh, Just mm. a single chocobo could fill uh, feed a village for uh, two months. I'll bet you. One yeah. chocobo down, everyone lives. Well, they were like, no, let's make them like horses. You know, one one world goes this way, the other world goes that way. Yeah. We uh, we don't eat chocobos. No, nope. don't eat a chocobo. Don't eat your dog. Don't eat a chocobo. That's basically what we're saying. Yeah. All right. Uh, moving on. Um, GTA or G4. It's coming back. You guys remember G4 TV? Remember that? That was a thing. Oh, Bo may not. I, I don't know. Did Canada have that, G- was that on? T- was, well, was that on TV? Because I grew up without cable as well. So, oh, well, it was a cable channel. So it was an entire channel uh, that originally. Well, no, hold on. G four started as Tech TV, right? And then Tech TV was like old school Leo Laporte, like tech stuff. Uh, here's how a modem works. Check it out. Uh, yeah. You know, whatever Wasn't that kind of stuff. ZDTV first. It was oh, ZDTV, I think you're right. Then Tech TV. Yep. Zip Davis then TV. G4. Then then Tech TV. Then G4. And G4 kept around a bunch of the tech stuff, but basically it branded itself as a video game channel pretty early on. Um, it changed pretty quick though to also be here's where you're going to get reruns of Star Trek: The Next Generation, and also. We got a weird game show where people jump on trampolines and it got <laughs> yeah. weird um, pretty it quickly. Did. Yeah. But then it went away. I liked it because it had that Adam Sessler review show with Morgan Webb. Forgot the X-play. name. X-Play. X-Play. Yep. Um, which sounds like something Microsoft would wish they could use for things like X. Instead of uh, Game Pass, they would much rather call that X-Play, but it's taken so they can't. Um, but anyway, it was uh, it was cool because it was ours, right? We It felt like it was aimed at us. 
And so I you know, loved G4. Yeah. I basically from from the moment we got ZDTV, I basically had that on all the time whenever I was watching TV. So that tech TV I was way into for a long time as well. And then G4 I was I was really into. I liked X Play, I liked Attack of the Show. Um and uh, yeah, I, I would watch Cops and Ninja Warrior if it was on, and Star Trek: The Next Generation, yep. uh, which they, I think, if I remember correctly, I I believe it was G Four that did this. Maybe it was somebody else, but they would do like some like meta game stuff with their Star Trek reruns. So it would have like a tally on the side that would say how many red shirts had died in the episode and how many uh, like people had been beamed and like it really doubled down on all that so i thought that was fun it was all right uh, and this new this reboot's gonna have ninja warrior episodes reruns yeah they bought the rights to the catalog of ninja warrior so they can air that so if you're like me it was like you know what i do want to watch ninja warrior again you can i kind of so is it a channel or is it on youtube uh this Uh, is they've they've done a little bit of both so they did some streaming and now it is actually going to be on uh television yeah so it looks like they've got a deal with verizon fios cox philo comcast and xfinity which is the same company there still is television uh yeah it'll be on tv um i think that what i wanted out of g4 it never quite did and it tried it had some attempts that were pretty good but i wanted a bunch of documentaries like imagine like the the no clip stuff uh i wanted that kind of content where it was like hey let's look at the history of doom and why that's such a big deal and blah, blah, blah. like i wanted more of that and they did some and they had a show called um i forgot the name of it but it was basically that short short hour long documentaries about video games and the history of gaming and stuff like that um i would want more of that here but then part of me says well wouldn't you just strike a deal with like netflix and make a series about that like why does it have yeah. to be a channel, you know? Uh, so I don't know. Yeah, not a lot of people doing the channel thing these days. No, not so much. It, no. It, it's weird. I think it's a cool nostalgia hit. I, you know, we'll see how successful it is. I, I have a lot of nostalgia for this sort of thing, well, but even I'm like, I don't sit down and especially because it, it's channels. it's aimed at a tech audience, right? Like, is the tech audience watching cable? Like, you know, yeah, you know, yeah. like. Like if it's like we're aiming it at, uh, you know, the retirement age people, uh, you know, soap operas, Grey's Anatomy, whatever. It's like, OK, yeah, maybe they're watching TV. Is is your Linux Linux administrators? Are they like having a cable package watching uh, Oprah in the afternoon or something like or yeah. she's not on? But whoever like I'm like, I don't think this is the right demo for a ch- like it. I don't know. If they're simulcasting it on the internet, then probably it'll well, be. Well, even, even Oprah, who had a network and also magazines and all the other shit she did, she's got a deal on, um, uh, is it Apple? Yeah, Apple TV Plus runs her docu-series thing now. Like, she's even partnered up with somebody. I just think that's the future. I don't I don't know why you'd mess with a channel. but I got to assume it's more than just a channel. Yeah. Knucklebones wants to know if Leo's getting a show on there. No. No. I'm what I'm telling you. I'm telling you that because I I actually do have some inside information that is not happening. But uh, but yeah, it's uh, it's uh, interesting. We'll see if it means anything to us. I'm guessing it won't. I have a feeling it's going to just kind of be. I mean, unless they've got a really good show on there, I don't want to count them out. There might be some like, oh my god, did you see what happened on? 
uh, system builders <laughs> last week. <laughs> I, I've never watched it. I don't know what's on there. <laughs> I mean, you, here's the problem. I, other problem I is know you, nothing about YouTube G4. basically has a, a million uh, G4s now. <laughs> like, well, yeah, take like Linus pick. Tech Tips, right? Like every now and then I'm on a Linus video watching the Steam Deck, like the preview of what the Steam Deck is. Yeah, and, we no longer need these things to coagulate the, our content because that content's all spread out and democratized and difficult to pull that all back in and say well we're the only channel worth watching um so I, I don't know i just don't know what their chances are like but hey if they got a bunch of money from these companies comcast xfinity fios all that those that's big money so maybe yeah, good on it. them they're a talented group of people yeah the whole thing i remember was founded by ex microsoft co-founder can't think of his name not bill gates not steve ballmer the other guy oh Anyway, he bankrolled. He named speeders. the two I knew, so I'm not going to be able to guess. Sidian says Kenneth Branagh. No, that's an actor. Hey, I was thinking of Kenneth Branagh. What the hell? Why? I wish I would have said it. Now. Paul Allen. No there why. it is. Paul Allen. I just thought I just thought it would be funny to say, and then I was like, <laughs> "That's dumb. I'm not going to say that." And Alura <laughs> said it in the, the chat. chat. Said it. Uh, well, anyway, no. Sorry, Paul Allen. He um he he bankrolled it and then pulled out like that's why that thing kind of went away quickly as, as as quickly as it started it was a little bit I weird but stuff like soon. that <laughs> it's a problem it is a problem well the pull the, the quick pull out yeah it's kind of a it's yeah, kind of an issue yeah. you think it works but it doesn't it doesn't work <laughs> <laughs> um real quick here uh i wanted to make sure we talked about this um avengers thing has anyone so avengers is on game pass now right it is, yeah. And I downloaded. Oh, it. I even played it, but oh, I never did. take credit for it in in the show things. I, I've played the introductory level as Kamala Khan. You did, okay. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, is it okay? I downloaded it on my Xbox and thought about putting it on my PC. It's cross save, so I could. Did it? Should I? Is should I even bother? I don't know what to say about that game in twenty twenty one. So it's okay. I mean, the starting experience was just okay. Like it was just okay. It was like. Over the top cinematic, like you know, there's a bridge and some bomb is going to be on it. But is it fun? I mean, <sighs> did you like the moment it's not to moment? Bad. It's yeah. like playing a movie. <laughs> like it felt like I was like you know, lets you hit things a little bit, but then it does all the cinematic stuff. So it's like a, it's like an, like am I watching it or am I really playing it? I never really felt like I was playing it, but. You know, I could see it. The problem, the reason I stopped playing was the whole thing hadn't downloaded. It was like the next chapter will load when it's fully downloaded. And I was like, all right, I'm out. Yeah. And I just, I haven't picked it back up. So. All right. I'd say it was all right. It's fine. It's worth playing. Well, the fact I thought the introductory level was pretty good. Like it was entertaining. I I enjoyed, but it, but I, there's just so many games that didn't, it's not, I'm not like, God, I got to play the Avengers game. (laughs) I mean, I, I think it's <laughs> yeah. Go ahead. I, I think it's important to set your expectations. Yeah. If you're going in and you're like, yeah, me and all my friends, we're gonna get in. We're gonna pick our favorite Avengers. We're gonna team up. It's gonna be combo moves and uh, avenging. And that's what we're gonna do. No, it's not gonna happen. Nobody's playing it. Okay. But well, if yeah. you want to go in and play a pretty decent Marvel universe game, looter shooter, it's all it's all right. Yeah. yeah, the loot isn't that good. So okay. <laughs> it, it's just like, have you ever what looked at one of the these? Hulk use? 
like fists. You have better pants, like yep. better ripped F- pants. Fists and pants and gamma energy and bones. I think he loots bones. See, I feel like not rewarding that kind of stuff on principle in a way. Because I'm like, you know, like they don't need items. I don't know. I, that's that's a stupid take. I, I'm not gonna. <laughs> but, I'm not gonna uh, go deep on that. But it's weird, right? Like, what yeah. is Hulk gonna use? He's already strong. If He's already have- level hundred. Like. <laughs> <laughs> you don't need to level up the Hulk. Yeah, but he's sad in this game. So, you is know, he? maybe he just gets he's angry. Sad. What, Aww. Is- what happened? Is he yeah. someone uh, uh his friend his friends died. Oh. That's too bad. The, sto- the story is uh it's not spoilers, it's the opening. Captain America dies in the opening of the game. He should be so sad that not the, the most successful standalone version of the Hulk ever made was that crappy TV show in the seventies and the movies have never quite cut it. That's that should make him sad. Because he's great I as a, thought as a the bit Incredible player. Hulk was okay. I liked it. Don't get me wrong, but that thing was a bomb in terms of like Marvel money. That's true. Uh, I like the Hulk. I'm a huge fan. I think he's. But great. if you've ever looked at a Marvel character or any of the Avengers, yeah. the ones that are in the game, and yeah. gone, it would be cool to play as them. And yeah, you'll get something out of this. Well, I downloaded you'll play as, as well. all of them, and yeah. they feel okay. And yeah. Is it graphically nice and all that? Or I mean, yeah, it's okay. Okay. It's, I don't like the art style. They made a, I think they made a mistake there. I yeah. think deciding to go Marvel Cinematic Universe adjacent was a problem because you look at things and you either think it looks wrong or it doesn't look good enough. You think they learned their yeah. lesson a little bit with that upcoming uh, Guardians game because it looks like they're sticking closer to like comic adaptations and not adjacent MCU. Do you know what I mean? It's. It's a step in the right direction for sure. Because I, I look at it and I go, okay, it looks like the comic books. It doesn't look like they're trying too hard to be like the movies. I feel like I'll just like, wait for that. I'll just play that. Captain America looks like somebody, like a handsome man Elaine would date on Seinfeld. <laughs> it's you know true. what I mean? Like, yeah. like, That's 100% true. <laughs> like, it's not, it's not a full, you know, like Hollywood handsome. It's like a New York Seinfeld handsome where she's like, right. oh my God. And she's going to really like, like the him. Baby, the ugly baby episode <laughs> yeah. where the doctor's there and going, and he's like, oh, you're breathtaking. And Elaine's like, oh my God. And then they look, he looks at the ugly baby and he goes, yeah, that baby's breathtaking. And yeah, like, it's like that guy <laughs> that's great so but it's like that doctor like that look of like yes you know yeah that's what they kind of look like seinfeld uh you're you're a hundred percent right seinfeld literally actors. my thought when i saw captain america this is what went through my head was he looks like somebody's dad where you would go oh dude you're, that that person's dad is attractive and they would go yeah, I guess he is, mm-hmm. and that would be the entire conversation. And you just go, huh. he just lo- he just looks like a, a good looking dude. Yeah. That's yeah. it. Dad, attractive. We're not talking uh, created in a, a genetic lab. Chris Evans, attractive. No, you know, like different yeah. kind. Yeah. Yeah. By the way, I love that. I just saw it because it was on in the background or something. But the episode where Elaine's really liking the guy she's going out with, and then for yeah. some reason in the car he pulls his wiener out. You guys remember that one? That's a great. Oh, episode. I have, what season? I haven't gotten there. I'm up to season six. I'm doing like a full watch. I've been watching it every day all week. You're almost there. Okay. It's a fantastic episode. It's great. The way they deal with the whole thing is great. I mean, the master, the domain episode. I forgot how great that <laughs> one so is. Funny. Yeah. Pretty good one. Everything's great. Seinfeld's great. Uh, everyone complaining that it's four by three or sorry, sixteen by nine on uh, on Netflix. Uh, forgot that it was already that on Hulu and has been the entire time. So. The internet just likes to freak out about things multiple times and forget that they already freaked out about it. 
Yeah. Uh, all right, moving on. So we'll see how that goes. Maybe that'll be good. G4 TV making a making a big fat comeback. Um, Avengers adding XP boost. We talked about that. Oh no, we didn't. We didn't. Uh, no, we didn't. We just talked about the game. If it was good, that's right. So we reviewed had, it. So here's the this reason it's even news. They backtracked originally, and I remember this. They were making a big stink about hey, by the way, we're not going to be paid a win of any sort. It's only going to be cosmetics in this store. So buy a cool Hulk armor and no nothing, not even XP boost. Well, now you can get XP boost, or you will soon. They're adding it. I don't know what happened just, here. Probably just need money. Just a sign that the game's not making money. So they're like, well, who cares about reputation? Yeah. I think you're probably even losing the contract at a certain point. I'd be willing to bet based on the tepid sale. You know what I mean? Like the future of this thing's in jeopardy. I can't imagine the Marvel franchise going, you really killed it with the Avengers release. We're going to give you more contracts. Yeah. Or we have a long promising future. So it's kind of like, ah, just monetize it and get what we can out of some suckers. And let's move on. Especially with how long that game was in development and that they felt the need to continue down there i mean i i guess i will say this i respect the fact that they put out a roadmap of like here's what we want to put out and that even though that game by all accounts has not done well they have stuck to it they've you know they they put out another hawkeye and black panther and spider-man's coming and all of that like it's not a bunch of broken promises i mean this is they said they weren't going to do this and they they are but like by and large, they continued to support that game despite everybody else kind of ignoring it. So yeah. I, I do have a lot of respect for that. But I yeah, I think Bo's right. I think this is like, well, let's try and get whatever money we can out of this thing before it goes away forever. Yeah, it's a video game equivalent of a politician promising no new taxes and then giving, you know, having new taxes, <laughs> which happens almost every time they say that. So. Uh, there's a reason yeah. Bush senior didn't get two terms is what I'm getting at. They're like they're like, everyone's going to be mad, but nobody's playing it. So the people that are playing it probably don't read the news and they, they won't care. They'll yeah. buy it probably like I'm assuming it would have been great if they said, read my lips. No, uh, pay to win no options XP in our boost. store. <laughs> yeah. Repeat history there. Um, anyway, I mean, it's so unfair how we, we parcel this out though, because, I mean, Final Fantasy does it, 14, right? Like, the story yeah. skip is basically an XP boost. Sure. Yep. Well, that's yeah. true. So, yeah. I mean, it, it it is kind of unfair how we pick and choose who's, like, offside. Well, I don't think I the think rules the, are super clear. I think the Just issue, to play devil's advocate. <laughs> I think the issue isn't that it exists. I think the issue is that they said they weren't going to do it, and then they're like, yeah, we're going to do it. Yeah, Final Fantasy never said they weren't going to do anything, and they, you know, so whatever they're doing, they just do. Um, And also, I don't know, they're... I think a lot of people, the 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 splashback of the console specifically or console dominant action looter shooter games, all trying to get in on that, and everybody trying to figure out what to do, and EA being very egregious with their with their money grubbing at the time, I think just made people really sensitive to these particular kinds of games, and when they include things that aren't, you know, if they're going to charge fifty nine bucks and then keep charging money for something in a store. I don't think that's as easy to swallow as saying our MMO will have an option to boost a character or to bring him to current or, you know, skip a story or whatever. I think people are just have a different tolerance for that. I think yeah, I do. I anyway, I, have a I think, different yeah, tolerance I think I've come to the conclusion that it's all, all scams, no matter what degree, like, you know, you have a game, you play chess, you play Mario brother, like you play the game, the game exists as it is. You've got these scenarios where gaming has reached complexity where do you want to save time? Pay us money and we can save you time. 
And it's like, it's just like, just let the game be what it is. Like, uh, you know, it's like, it's a scam. Like, it's just flipping a few bits in a SQL database. There you go. <laughs> like, you know, it, it's a scam. You heard it <laughs> like, here first. Bo, Bo says video games are a scam. I like it. I like no, it. Boot, like, boot, like any time-saving boosting. Like, Got even it. like Warframe and it's boosting. It. Like, it doesn't take 24 hours to build the, uh, the hammer or axe in there. I know it doesn't take that long. That's just like a little timer in your database. And you're like, well, we could change the, the value in here for ten dollars. Yeah. Like it's 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 I think all to varying degrees a scam, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. Well yeah. It's the time and day we live in, I suppose. And you know, well, I mean we're weak. I mean, we get you know scammed what? by all kinds of things, not just games. So I had a weird not- experience this week and I didn't put it on my list for just because why would I bring it up? But I really quite like Star Trek Legends, which is one of those games on mobile, and hear me out, John, before you say anything, (laughs) a game on mobile where it's an IP like Star Trek, and you can collect all these people. You got Kirk and Spock and everybody in between, all the way up to modern Star Trek uh, discovery and characters from movies and all this stuff. And you collect them and unlock them and do that whole thing, and then you go out and fight, and there's turn-based battles. You know the game I'm talking about, the kind of game I'm talking about. What I like about this game is it's arcade, uh, Apple Arcade exclusive, which means no microtransactions of any kind and no ads of any kind. There's none of that in the game. Uh, so everything in the game is played as a game. It's like unlock it, do the, do, the, do the mission, and then now you've got the benefit or you've got the results or the loot or the levels or whatever. Your guy leveled up, give him a new phaser, sweet, wait, well done. Let's go out on another mission or let's do some PvP or whatever. All of those trappings are there that those games always have. There's the Marvel one and Star Wars has one. Everybody's got one of these. Um, This Star Trek one is that game. It's that game type minus all microtransactions and all store stuff. It's all off. It's off table. There's no way to even do it if you wanted to. Now, I will admit playing that one time I went, oh, I wish I could just boost Jordy. To where I need him to be, <laughs> yeah. because I found Jordy at a low level, and I want to get him he in the main crew. Sometimes needs a little boost, even in the show. I think that's canon. <laughs> yeah, that's actually very much in his character. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes people need to give him a little guidance. Yeah, makes, but part of me like, was like, look, "Damn it, I'm- I made you in the holodeck, but it was simply to solve a problem. It wasn't right. for look." We fell in love naturally, but we I didn't create you for that reason. <laughs> that episode always makes me sad. I can't watch it without feeling bad for him, but. But anyway, uh, I want to get Jordy. I want to match him up with the current crew that I run with and dump this. Uh, I have a I have a Borg I'm, who's fine. He's just kind of boring, but he's over leveled. I am Borg, and the Borg, the Borg is <laughs> the Borg is good. I've got him nice and stacked out stats wise, but he's a normal character without any real benefits. Jordy's got all kinds of benefits, but he's super low level. And for a hot second, I went, "Oh, I wish I could just pay two bucks somewhere and just get this." Get this guy. Hear that, Star Trek Legends? Uh, I know. Like, I, that's, that's part of the problem. You're leaving money on the stuff. table. What kind of developer are you? Yeah. The kind of developer that loses money for its shareholder. Well, they didn't. Terrible, terrible developer. But remember, this is, I mean, they're getting paid plenty because they're doing the Apple the Apple exclusivity thing yeah, and they're doing fine. But I, but I know like what you game. mean. Yeah. But, but like, isn't Animal Crossing like that? I haven't played an Animal Crossing, but my sense is Animal Crossing is time-bound, right? Like, it is. You use certain is. activities. Yeah, cheat it. Yeah. Okay. Set it, set aside the cheating side of the conversation, but the product as is, like you don't baby doesn't get everything baby wants right away. 
and yeah. and not also for money, right? Uh, baby is you the gamer, <laughs> us the gamer. Let's say, um, which is how the money scam works. Like we create an artificial scenario where baby wants boost now, and you're like, okay, I'll pay, and you get yeah. Um, but I don't think it's bad, like in your case, Scott, to have a game that's designed to just make you savor it in some reasonable way, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I guess what I found out is, or what I learned was, I don't know if it's conditioned me, or I don't know what it was, but it was there that that tendency came out in me. It's a thing I normally hate and decry, and this idea that, oh, I'll pay my way to success in a game. I hate that. Like, at a very fundamental level, I don't like it. But there I was wishing for it in this one case for poor Geordie LaForge, and it didn't happen. It didn't go our way. So it's just it's they do it in Uber Eats too. Like, have you ordered from Uber Eats recently? I've never done Uber Eats. I only do DoorDash, but I know I ordered, and it's like you can order normal speed or you can have priority speed. And I'm like, isn't everything a priority? Like, (laughs) what do you mean priority speed? Like, are are they is it are they taking a jet to my house? Like, what am I paying an extra? They already charge a delivery fee and a service fee, and now I'm going to pay a priority fee so I can get it. What five minutes sooner? Like. And that's just the point. It's like it's all made up. It's all invented to yeah, manipulate. People. It's all made up. Like everything. So made up. so, but the fact that like on a human basis, like if you being if you're being if gratification is delayed, and and you want that gratification now, and there's a way to do it, it can be hard to to force yourself to delay that gratification yeah to me that's the most fascinating thing about video games is like yes you can oversimplify everything down to like hey here's a load screen or here's a starting screen press start end credits you beat the game nobody's gonna find that satisfying there has to be some challenge some progress some something in the middle there but we've gotten to a place with gaming where we've gotten you know like play styles of your typical mobile games where it's like, okay, send them on a mission, come back in, you know, four hours and see the results of that mission. And we, we get to this mindset of like, well, why can't I skip that? I need, I need a way to skip this. And to me, it's fascinating to try and determine where the lines and barriers are of what is appropriate challenge that we expect and find okay. And what is challenge that we feel compelled to skip and like, oh no, that's acceptable that I can that I can go over. Um, and I, I think chat kind of nailed it, even if that's not what they're talking about right now. It's like boring. Like honestly, I I think you are enjoying like whatever the dopamine hits of that Star Trek game are, but there's nothing entertaining about leveling up Jordy LaForge. (laughs) (laughs) Well, why are they making you wait? Like, well, you don't have to, because I echo John, it seems like bad game design. Like, why not let you just level it up? Like, Where's well, you can. I just got to go get these leveling <laughs> ingredients things that'll let me artificially level them. Now, I can also send them on missions, even ones while I'm not playing. Well, he'll he'll come back with some levels. Like, there's ways to build the dude out and do it in a relatively quick fashion. But um, it's like an MMO or any other kind of game where you know these are treated like characters who need either direct experience or or the in-game. Uh, some of the loot is basically artificial experience giving. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just that in the real world, or I should say in the regular app store, when you buy one of these kinds of games, like the Star Wars one, you get Darth Vader. You're like, oh, shit, he's legendary. Sweet. OK, uh, got to get him leveled up. And you can and if you don't have the stuff, you just go spend four ninety nine and do it. And 
I think maybe I was just a little conditioned for that, even though I knew I never do that normally. I just had this right, desire. But I think to what to what my point is is like okay, but if the gameplay of leveling him up and powering him up was actually interesting instead of just like a no, I pressed the button and made him uh, now he's going to be better now because I, I pushed the button. <laughs> like you can simplify <laughs> any game. You can take the original Final Fantasy and go well. Okay, but these fights aren't hard. So what if I just said, okay, this is how powerful my character is. I mean, I feel like this is where that like uh yeah, the fights are so interesting in Final Fantasy they gave you an auto battle option. Right. <laughs> I mean that like that's step one, right? And step two is like, okay, well, rather than do a whole loading screen and fight, why don't we just say if you're above the level of what you encounter, you automatically defeat it. Okay, well, if we're going to do that, you know, then why don't we just have no enemies? Why don't you just walk where you need to go? Okay, well, why don't we just say, like, okay, you're the king and you sent the adventurers and then you just say, congratulations, you did it. Like, slowly you remove gameplay for the, like, well, there's no reason for this, really, when you think about it. And I think the only thing that's in the reason it's in there is because it's interesting. And I think the reason people go, well, let me buy a skip is because they don't find it interesting. It's boring. Yeah. yeah it's got to mean the game's bad. Let me, let me pay not to play the game. <laughs> I mean, it can be, but part yeah. of it is like, if you're really into the collection of it, like this game also has an auto, ba- auto uh, fight feature, like an auto play feature it also has uh speeded up to four times the speed or whatever. So you do get to a point where you're just like, I need to tear through this, this content. And they seem to know that, like they know that you're not going to, be really methodical about your turn-based activity because you're a thousand points higher in power than the team you're fighting. So big deal. Just go ahead and lay waste to them. It's more of a collect, gotta collect them all kind of jive. And I do like away missions because I can send them off. And two hours later, I get a notification. Hey, uh, and it's always weird. It's like, Hey, Picard, a Klingon, uh, some weird alien I've never heard of and a Borg are back and they got all the shit done. Send them out again. Like, I like that kind of stuff. It's like Companions and WoW or, um, you know, sure. other games that do this. Well, uh, what, uh, Star well, Wars it's, it's a game style, good. like a, a party management. Yeah. Sort of thing. I like doing yeah, that. And it's working thing. on Jordy. He is, he is climbing yeah. the ranks because I just keep sending him on missions and then, you know, he gets leveled and comes back and I didn't have to do anything. But I don't know why I like it. I like it. <laughs> I like that game. Yeah. But it's but got the point you were making was just that you would also take a skip just to be like, all right, let me. Yeah, let me just. Yeah, just like this one time impulse you had, and you said, "Oh my god, we're so used to it that we think." Well, part of part of the part of the fun of that game is, I think they're trying to say, "Hey, what if you had the craziest group of Worf, Kirk, uh, Michael, what's her name from the new show?" (laughs) Yeah, Michael Myers, um, and Shinzon from uh, from the movie from Nemesis, uh, played by Tom Hardy. What if that was your group? Like that's what they want you to do is like mix and match all these generations together because that's the story of the game is how you're doing. You're crossing time and space and all this. Um, but I just want to make a really kick ass TNG crew, and I've already got Worf. He's my max. He's my most leveled character right now. Play a lot of cool characters. Is Garrick and like all uh, of them? Yes. Garrick, uh, broccoli in there. Broccoli's in it. Um, name the character. <laughs> what name does the, he do? Name the Star Trek character. They're all in it. He's in. He's an engineering class. I'm sure O'Brien is in there. Oh what yeah, is, Miles um, O'Brien's in it. And they're Brian's all wife. What, what's what's her name? I'm just forgetting. Who's wife? Oh, Keiko. I don't know if Keiko's Keiko. in there. She might be. Keiko O'Brien. Yeah, she might be. What about Alexander? <laughs> 
<laughs> I want to inform you. It's Alexander Nog. Nog? Yeah. I mean, Alexander Nog. Who's the one that says Wesley. who's and the Wesley is Wesley. team annoying team, team team like just Alexander yeah. Nog Wesley and we we just need a fourth yeah, I don't know um, uh, Picard as a kid from that episode where they got turned into kids oh I hate that one so much I hate it it's a bad episode of there's gonna be a better young kid than that it's more annoying. okay Doctor oh Pressure oh Jacob um, Cisco's kid oh right yeah oh. Uh, well, the one thing it doesn't have, by the way, I should say this, it adheres entirely just to the television stuff, except in the case of Nemesis, but it's a TNG movie. So all the movie tie-ins and all the television tie-ins are 100% original series, uh, TNG, Deep Space Nine, Voyager, um, uh, even all, uh, the, what was the uh, Enterprise and then the new stuff. There's nothing in there with like the new crew, like, you know, Chris, what's his name, and the different Spock and all those guys, like the newer movies, they're not in there at all. So, oh, like the the J.J. Abrams, yeah, those people aren't. There's not like two versions of Kirk. The only Kirk is original Kirk. Nobody likes those new Star Trek movies. By the way, do you want to? Oh, I love that. The most recent of the three is my one of my favorites. Freaking love that thing. Um, I mean, people like them, but I mean, they're not. They're not spoken of in those hollowed ways that other series are. Like you, like gun to your head. You would say, yeah, I can, ex- I can live with excluding these from the history, annals of history, <laughs> like you know, like, like, but you know, original DS Nine, Star Trek: Next Generation, original series. You're like, no, these are great. I think I'm the weird. You're one like, ah, I'm the, you know, if the, we the were talking guy. to the Watcher, and he's like, in the infinite span of timelines, uh, we want to get rid of these J.J. Abrams films. Are you cool with that? You'd be like, <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. Well, that that explains why I love the third one the most because the third one is not. No one ever thinks the third one's the best of those, but I think the third one is a badass. Awesome no, I thing. think. I think the third one's the best. Yeah, it's the Justice. Does the third one have, cl- the have third weird Klingons in it? It had. Well, they had a no, glimpse of weird Klingons. Was the second one? I just can't. I can't. I can't abide by this weird reinterpreting of Klingons. Like we got a great template for the Klingon. Why do? We, why is Discovery has weird Klingons? Like why? Mm. <laughs> like. Worf is perfect. He is beautiful. Like <laughs> the, the, that Klingon template is is you can't make perfect any more perfect i can't i don't like how sidian always says things better than my brain does he says uh, in the chat he says uh the the third one is a star trek movie the first two are just space movies that happen to have star trek characters in them that is a hundred percent how i feel about those movies that third one is a legit star trek movie which is why i think a lot of people were like oh they didn't like it as much as the first two because what they got out of the first two was big loud blockbuster movie tropey things and the third one was like no this is star trek ass star trek going on here yeah it was great and then the beastie boys and the beastie boys from the first no that was the first one wasn't it or did they do that oh, again that was the boys. Third one. i think they're in all of them actually because the because the cat girl uh from the third one was like she she was into the music oh right but they also did it in the first one when he was driving yeah, the, his dad's car yeah. and yeah all that and they had the nokia <laughs> all that nokia branding on everything ah, that pissed me off nokia and star trek freaking f off you guys that company doesn't even exist now what a shit show all right anyway but you know he went on to do good things with the star wars franchise yeah Yeah, really pulled that one yeah really nailed that (laughs) boy we really we don't (sighs) six movies and you know everyone was super happy with all six of them i like super eight i like uh the third um tom cruise mission impossible movie it's also a jj abrams joint 
Like I think JJ Abrams makes, he can do really cool work. I think being handed two of the world's biggest sci-fi franchises of all time. And in the case of star Wars, the biggest franchise of all time, I think is a mistake. I think it was too safe. I think they knew he would make a polished looking product, but in the end it would all be empty calories. And it bums me out. It bums me. Yeah. I, so I think they are not great movies, but I think his first uh, Star Trek was okay. Like it's watchable, but like Bo said, you know, if you were saying like, okay, let's cross things out of time, it would be on the list. Um, first to go. I think his, I, I think the force awakens is a very enjoyable, watchable movie. Yeah. I don't know if it adds a lot to the star Wars mythos, but I do enjoy having that movie right. on. It looks good. Shouldn't it have... sounds good. Mm-hmm. It's fine. Yeah. I shouldn't have said I the SW word. Don't feel that way. <laughs> I don't know, dude. The third one. We're just going to get in trouble. I mean, in the, in history, I've said this at the time, but history, I believe history is already showing that second one was the only one that dared to do anything different. And I know that's very controversial, but I like the second one of all three stuff to like about the second one. Yeah. Uh, Just, just, you know, I like like Luke as a putz, but that's about it. (laughs) Luke is a putz, (laughs) but he drinks from the teat of an alien. Or no, he it's doesn't. Like, he puts what am I going to do? Face the whole army with a laser sword? Yes! <laughs> that is what we want. <laughs> we waited a billion years for you to take out a whole army with a laser sword. And like, that's what he did. Yeah. The problem is the third, movie, the third movie didn't execute on it. That's what he did. Yeah. Can you imagine, though, a third movie that actually took the narrative that was being left there, which was the fact that you had a galaxy that was disenfranchised uh, to the point where they wouldn't rise up? And then they heard the legend of Luke Skywalker going out and facing down an army by himself and coming out victorious and then using that as a rally point to fight against this new order. That would have been awesome. It would have been. It didn't happen. That's not the movie we got. No, we got a very different film. Yeah, a shame. We have a mistake. Like I just watched too much Duel of the Fates. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> such, <laughs> such great music for such a shit film. Anyway, uh, moving on. Sorry, I know he, I know he likes the prequels, so I like to give him a little hell. Uh, I like that. the prequels. I, everyone except Bo doesn't like the prequels. Yeah, you love the prequels. You're, I think you're I'm fan. biased though. Like I, I definitely like had a really strong makeout session during one showing. I saw oh. it four times. That's probably why I'm really biased towards loving it because I had a really great. time. Watching. Wow. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I, I never really brought that up, but all the times it offended, I feel like that's an important point that would help people to understand yeah. why I'm crazy, I guess. That's one of those I great... I don't know. That didn't do it for me. I made out with someone through almost the entirety of the movie Under Siege, <laughs> and I don't have a whole lot of fondness for that movie. <laughs> Under Siege? The Steven Seagal classic? Steven, Wait, no, it uh... wasn't that. It wasn't Steven Seagal. What was the movie? Well, it was just the one where he's on the boat. No, it wasn't that. It wasn't that. It was the one with Bruce Willis and they declare martial law. Oh, uh, right after 9-11, it was controversial. Um, you made out of no, a 9-11 movie? It wasn't 9-11. No, it was after this 9-11. Would have been before that. No, this would have been before. Uh, Are you sure? God. I think I know what you're yeah. talking about. No, because I was in high school after 9-11 and this was in middle school. Hold on, Bruce Willis. We're gonna find this. Are you talking yeah. about the Armageddon? No, it's not Armageddon. Can't be Armageddon, right? No, it was. Sorry, is he on a boat? Bruce Willis on a boat? <laughs> no, he's not on a boat. Steven Seagal was on a boat, but it wasn't that movie. I will find it. Uh, I will know it once I see it. Okay. 
And you thought of under siege, so it's not it hostage, siege? right? Not hostage. Is it the 1998's The Siege? Is it 16 That's block? That's it. There you go. The Siege. <laughs> it's like I can't think of the movie. The Siege. <laughs> oh. It's not Under Siege. What could it be? Oh, this the isn't siege. what I thought it was. Okay, never mind. Yeah, this was. Oh, no. You know what it was? It wasn't this was after 9-11. It was how stupid this movie felt after 9-11. Because prior to 9-11, it was like, a, you know, this is what terrorists would do in New York. And now it's like a cartoon compared to what they did in New York. Well, I don't know anything about this movie because I was making out <laughs> through the entire thing. I've never seen it. Yeah. I that, watched one scene in the movie where we took a break. And you were making then, out while they were destroying America, John? <laughs> yeah, it's a real... How could you? It's a real analogy for my life, honestly. And... I, you know, I watched one scene and my parents, we got to the end and they're like, well, what'd you think of the movie? And we'd only seen one scene. So it was the only scene we talked about. We're like, man, because I think somebody who's supposed to be good turns out to be bad. Like she's a double agent or something. I was like, I didn't see that twist coming. That was crazy. And that was just all we would talk about because that was the only part of the movie we saw. Uh, You know, Annette Bening was in, um, you guys see the report? Uh, never saw the report. She's also in Open Range, which is very good. Oh, yeah, but she's really good in the report. All right, that's a great movie. I like it. And that Benning's a great actress. And that's about terrorism. Don't make out during that movie. Yeah, John. don't make out in that. Don't make out in your terrorism <laughs> movie. Why am I getting judged for making out during a terrorism movie? Like, look, I was in middle school. I think it's because I watched Seinfeld. I and they, I would have made out during any movie. It doesn't in matter. Seinfeld, they give a lot of shit to Jerry. Like, Jerry makes out during Schindler's List and the whole family. Uncle Leo finds out or something like that. Or somebody well, no, what it was no, is, Newman, Newman spots him and yeah, Newman tells. He told everybody. Uh, everybody but also, but also he was like, they were, they were like, How, what'd you think of Schindler's List? And Jerry's like, Oh yeah, it was uh it was great with the list and the yeah. It was great. That was me. Yes. Yeah, I really that, I that's what you did. Like how could you? <laughs> yeah. Monster. I, love I don't it. think that was a bad movie to miss for for making out. No. Too. I think you're all right. Denzel Washington's a national treasure, but you're fine. I yeah. wouldn't worry about it. Uh, all right. Well, Riot also in the news. We'll rip through this real quick. Riot disabled League of Legends slash all chat to cut down on toxicity. And I would say to that, uh, it's about an effing time. Like now, yeah. I mean, the, add, add this to the suite of things, the more popular versions of our favorite game, Heroes of the Storm, they finally do. Like, Dodoy. Yeah. yeah. I just remember that being like, a you know, a, an issue. It was the- an issue. People were pissed because they wanted teams to. So th- for those uninitiated slash all meant you could talk shit to the other team that you were playing and you could do it anytime during the game. And they basically said that, uh, I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll sum it up. They basically said uh, it was more toxic than not. So we're taking it out. And I don't know why it took them so long. It's always been more toxic than not. Are you kidding? Like yeah. from day one. It's been bad. Any game, if you have a global chat channel, is the first thing I leave if given the option to leave a chat channel. Yeah. I just don't, I don't want to see it. Watching people play New World is infuriating because their stupid chat takes up like the whole left side of the screen. Like anyone in an MMO is ever going to say anything important. They're like, oh, it better be big so everybody can see it. And it's it's like, I hate Who it. Who that? Is it big chat? New, new world. world. It's New World. It takes up like the whole left side of the screen. Yeah. It's like they allocated the, it's you know weird. how when you drag a window in Windows to yeah, like yeah. the far left and it perfectly divides it on the side of the screen? Yeah. It's like they did that with their chat box. Yeah, it's 
can't really resize weird. it or anything? No, like you cannot just... resize. You can change font size overall, but you know, kind of change your UI, shrink it, or enlarge it. But it still takes up this enormous portion of the screen. It's really weird. I don't I'm know why. I'm we haven't heard about that because I, I would think that'd be a big complaint having your view filled with text. Well, if you turn it all, you can turn all. You can leave all the groups entirely, like all the public channels and everything, uh, and then you just never uh, see it. But um, it's still it's pretty stupid. But if you're seeing it, you're really going to get involved. Yeah, it's I not kinda, like in the bottom corner. Kind of hit a wall games. in that game. I'm gonna. I don't think I'm done with it, but I hit a bit of a wall. I got to a place where it was like, "Well, oh, I'm gonna have to cut down a lot more trees before I get anywhere." Like, I don't know. I just felt. It felt like I hit. I hit kind of a yeah, wall at about. Like I hit. A, I hit a wall too. It was. Uh, I played it. You were 30 seconds in, and you hit that wall. <laughs> yeah, but I gave it an hour, and I was like, "Oof." Yeah, I've noticed Crafting that. Crafting games are for a certain kind of audience. For sure, and I noticed there's not a ton. Uh, like the first week my friends list was just packed with people in there and now i'm lucky to see one or two of my friends in there so i don't i don't know what that means i'm not trying to spell doom for anything but i think maybe the honeymoon might be over and people are people will stay and it'll you know grow and it'll be whatever it's going to be but you know we're 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 past the we're past the 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 big freak out uh at the moment yeah i Uh, think this will be a um a quick sizzle quick flash yeah, probably a bit like, of that. You know who would really benefit right now? The whole like, wow, is it a weird place? And everyone's looking for something new to do. If Riot's MMO was done, it'd mm-hmm. be a very different world right now. Yeah. I mean, it's but it's the state of gaming right now. Like, there's a ton of content creators looking for the latest thing to hype things of people about. I, I, I don't know if it's almost somewhat biases against games being successful, to be perfectly honest with you. Everything gets boring once it's released. You know what? I, I don't know. I, I don't know if I'm overthinking it. But in this culture of like, what's the hottest new thing? If everyone's overloaded on it in terms of streams, videos, YouTube stuff, yeah. I think we burn through it quicker. I think mm-hmm. this notion that we're going to land on something that's like, it'll keep us engaged for years to come is like, it's not happening. <laughs> like, I think we we're, we are in such a... Whatever whatever happened in the last minute is cool and everything else is old news. Yeah, it happens in two cases. In, in a modern sense, two cases have figured it out. It's Fortnite and Roblox, and those are all mostly aimed at younger audiences, and those younger audiences yeah. get obsessed with their thing, and they stick around for a long time. Minecraft, perhaps, before that. But I agree with you. I think the day may be gone where... Like even like when Diablo Four comes out, a lot of anticipation for that game. You know, that's it could be, bring a lot of Blizzard people back. I don't know. But when that happens... It's going to be massive for a while, yeah. and then and then not. Someone's going to hit max level in two days, and then they're go- everything's going to be on farm within a week. Yeah. And what's there, what's there going to be to talk about? What's exciting? There'll be some hardcore people who just love it, but for the most part, all the big name celebrity streamers we've validated are going to be looking for yeah, it's old news, and everyone's going to be like yeah, that's right. He said it was old news, so let's move on. Yeah. And, you know, it just seems to be a cycle that's repeating itself over and over and over again. It's really diminishing in enjoyment of video games. Like, because, you know, like we say here, if it's your first time playing it, the game's been out for a year. Like, who cares how long the game's been out? Like, yeah. chess has been out thousands of years. But if it's your first day really appreciating and playing it, then, like, great. You know, that's awesome. Yeah. Nothing so, wrong with a little chess I don't know. here and there. Uh, all right. Well, this is all the news the world meant for us to hear. So now we have to turn our attention to a Dear Martha Steam review. Yes, that's right. Told in the 19, or excuse me, the 1830s voice of one John Jagger, who will uh, give us a review for Cookie Cutter recently nope. and for the first time. Oh, no? Nope. Nope. Wait, Tread. What? Different name. Oh, Cookie Clicker. Cutter? Sorry, Clicker. Shit. I knew that. Okay. 
the reason I said it, well, I won't get into it. I played it because anyway, doesn't matter. The point is, <laughs> what's going on over there? <laughs> first time I, I'm, I hesitate. There's a thing I was going to say, but I'm not going to say it. It'll, it'll take us another half an hour to discuss what I was going to bring up. But uh, I would, I did want to say that game's on Steam for the first time. Like it seems weird to say that. It was always just a browser thing and a phone thing. Now it's on Steam. So cookie uh, clicker, you're talking about cookie clicker, yeah, not cookie cutter. <laughs> Which there's a million cookie clicker cutter cookie cookie clicker uh-huh. cookie cutter games. Does that make sense? They've all copied well, it. Cookie cutter cookie clicker games. You mean? <laughs> <I think you're... laughs> cookie yeah. clicker clicker games. Yeah, oh, cookie, cookie clicker cookie cutter cookie clicker games. There you cookie go. Cutter, cookie clicker. Because games. there's games that have copied it and done their own thing, and yeah. but now finally they're where they should have probably been the whole time. Anyway, oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. You're saying cookie cutter cookie clicker games. Yes, that's what I was I trying to it. say. You guys and said it better than me. Cat cookie cutter cookie clicker. Games. So let's hear. Let's hear what they have to say, or what the the reviewer has to say. Uh, in this little segment, which I can't find your music. Hold on a second. What did I do? Oh, no. <laughs> oh, I moved it. All right, here it is. I'll do it. Okay, here we go. My dearest Martha, I present to you now my review for the game Cookie Clicker on Steam. Martha, <laughs> chocolate chip cookies recipe. Ingredients, 120 grams butter softened. 75 grams light brown sugar. Mm. 75 grams golden castor sugar. One medium egg. One teaspoon vanilla extract. 180 grams plain flour. A half a teaspoon bicarbonate of soda. 150 grams dark chocolate cut into chunks. Step one. Heat oven to 180 Celsius... Fan slash gas four and line two baking sheets with parchment. Cream the butter and sugars together until very light and fluffy. Then beat in the egg and vanilla. Once combined, stir in the flour, bicarb, chocolate, and one-fourth teaspoon salt. Step two. Scoop ten large tablespoons of the mixture onto the trays, leaving enough space between each to allow for spreading. Bake for 10 to 12 minutes, or until firm at the edges, but still soft in the middle. They will harden a little as they cool. Leave to cool on the tray for a few mins before eating warm, or transfer to a wire rack to cool completely. Will keep for three days in an airtight container. Yours in this life and the next, Stranger 1982. That's great. That's great. I'd like to eat. I was waiting for a punchline. No, I was nope. just, I, I figured it was just a straight up recipe. <laughs> the punchline is it's a cookie recipe. Yeah. I got this uh, uh, girl who I recorded. Where did I put that? She basically sings the, sings the ingredients to pancakes. Um, it's amazing. I'll only play a little of it here. Where is it? Oh, shit. Hold on. Pan cakes. Here it is. It's just, it's just a taste. Anyway, it goes on like that. That's great. I don't like the way she said powder. No, I don't like the baking powder. She's uh, she's German, so I think that's her accent coming through. Could be wrong. Well, (laughs) you'll let that one go. (laughs) Did you guys hear that? Um, Did you hear Shatner today? His reaction from being in space. Let me play that for you. Hold on. This is great. Oh, Jesus. No. 
description can equal this weightlessness. Oh my god. Oh wow. Oh I'm telling you. I feel like I'm having oh, sex with them. <laughs> goodness me. Oh wow. I can't believe this. Yeah. That's you him. like that, Bill? Man, now Bo said it, and that's all I could imagine. <laughs> hey, let's start a real that again. Sweet moment. Let's start that really again. Ruined it. All right. Start that again, Scott. All how right. does that feel? Just Bill? picture a naked oh, Shatner. Jesus. Do you? How about this? Oh, do you like Jesus. it when I do this? No description can equal this. Wait. I'm glad you like it, Bill. Is there anything else? I oh, can do Jesus. For you? No. Oh. <laughs> It's a new Twitch category, Bill Shatner uh, improv. He was really into it. He's 90 and he's in space, and I think that's awesome, but they had a mic on him, and I think that stuff is great. I mean, it's probably better than sex to be up in space, if I had to guess. That's usually the thing I put on the morning stream first, but we got it exclusive here on uh, Encore. So congratulations, everybody, for listening. That's actually, it's pretty impressive how erotic that sounds, though. I'm like, it's... Oh, right, yeah. Did you do that on purpose when you're collecting the clips? I mean, not always. I mean, I had this problem recently. (laughs) I was watching Bob Ross, and I don't remember if it was my wife or me, and I said, man, if you're not watching what he's doing, it sounds really erotic, and it sounds wrong. And it ruined that for me, too. (laughs) Uh Uh-oh, everybody froze. Oh, did you? are you frozen? I see you. I'm good. You guys are all clear for me. Everyone looks good to me. Okay, it must have been me, then. All right, then. Definitely you. You got a little too intense. I thought about Bob Ross and made it erotic, and everything froze. Everything's ruined when you make Bob Ross. You can do that with a lot of things, right? But it's pretty easy to do in Bill Shatner's case. Yeah, I would agree with that. Let's see if we agree on any of this. The games we played this week. Uh, so I was in the mood for all sorts of stuff. So I kind of went places. Um, I've had Everspace 2 in my library for a while. I got in very early on the early access. It's still in early access on Steam. Um, but man, has that thing come, up, come a long way since they first put it out there. Everspace 1 was this really cool kind of roguelike thing, space shooter thing. That was like FTL meets, uh, um, I don't even know what to compare it to, but it used the FTL Unreal Engine. Meets. It's, it was like, it's like FTL, but it was like, you know, full 3D space thing. But you also did other stuff that wasn't like FTL. It was a hard game to describe. Um, and I really liked it. It was, it was pretty cool for this little startup that they, that they made this game. Everspace 2 got announced. I'm like, oh, well, there'll be more of that, I guess. Uh, no, man, they're making like full on like freelancer, like. Oh wow! Yeah, that they're going way oh, so further. It's more with open it. world kind of thing. Oh yeah, way more. And there's a story and stuff. And I don't know what there is in terms of like sandbox toward the end of the game. But you know, right now it's like story missions and going to a place and finding stuff. But lots of little side junk to find. Going to other planets. Um, but it is open world in the sense that here's a bunch of places in the galaxy. You need to warp to them. Do the work for us. Find the thing. Kill the dude. Have the dog fight. Whatever. Very freelancer. Very wing commander you know ish type stuff so far and uh hmm. while the story is fine and serviceable and acting's all fine it's not you know anything to write home about what it really gets me is visuals and gameplay and the game is not trying to be it's really important to say this it is not trying to be a sim this isn't trying to be uh the next i don't know star citizen or something that's not their goal the game controls very simply um, the ship is very maneuverable, kind of think Star Wars and not um, uh, the, the Expanse. Does that make sense? 
Like no. more dynamic. Yeah, it's not a simulator. Not it's at a, all. It's a fun ass shooter. Yeah, it's a well, fun that ass makes shooter. Me interesting because the thing I didn't care for Everspace One was it kind of felt like, like you said, like a run based game. It yeah. was like, all right, get in and go there, and it was missing that sense of like you know exploration mm-hmm. and you bigger know, purpose, going places. Yeah, yeah, I missed a lot of that. It felt like an. It felt like I loaded up an arcade game that's in space. Yeah, you know? and a good one, but one that maybe was missing something and. And and its presentation exceeded its goals. Like it looked incredible that first game, but it never felt like what you did equaled the the look of it. <laughs> um, this seems much more in line with like equaling the look of it. It's still beautiful, but you're landing at space stations and buying replacement shit and selling a bunch of stuff you got, and uh, you got a base with some with some other characters that you're building and and stuff, and you got perks and stuff that you're unlocking to give you better shields or better this, better that. Uh, upgrade your weapons all the time. Find weird loot in a weird place, uh, kind of Diablo style. You find it in this, you know, embedded in the side of a of a, I don't know, an asteroid or something, and now you got a better railgun or whatever. Like it's that kind of stuff. And then also this bigger, broader story that's very freelancerish. I think that game's really shaping up. Um, it's close to 1.0, at least I think it is. They haven't. I don't know if, what their um, what would you call it? Their timeline or their what would you call that when a game roadmap roadmap? I'm not sure where the roadmap has the actual final release. It feels like it could be this year, uh, but just really sharp, really cool. I think that game's cool. So I played a whole bunch of that. That was really what I was in the mood for. And it was scratching all kinds of itches. I also played back for blood a bit of it. I only have some quick thoughts on this because I only played through the first area and then got busy. Um, it is left for dead ass left for dead back for blood. Like it is, they are harnessing, what you all want, if you want, okay, let me put it this way. If you want uh, Left for Dead, Back for Blood is like a modern that. And yeah. by modern, I mean it looks great, brand new engine, beautiful frame rates, uh, you know, looks like a new game. Uh, but it's you shooting zombies and getting ammo along the way and finding better guns at the next safe house and got four people with you and either either people or bots and they're talking the whole time and they even say i'm reloading over here and shit like that oh great it is now now i'm not saying that's bad question yeah go ahead does this dethrone the awesomeness that is vermintide 2 in your mind uh like um from an experiential standpoint because it's a there's a different feel even though they're the same genre of game right right Right. Well, because there's yeah. so much melee happening and stuff in the other one, it's hard to compare them. Um, okay. And that's but, what I thought. I was just wondering, I'm wondering, I guess, how much of a modern sensibility have they put on things? Or is it really just new levels for Left 4 Dead? It really, it feels like gameplay-wise, like moment to moment, very Left 4 Dead. They're specialized zombies. Mm-hmm. One's fat and explodes. Uh, one's, they call it a tall boy. But basically, it's a, it's a oh, really like tall that. zombie like with a giant arm that can pick yeah. you up and and not let you go and tell your friend, shoot him down or whatever. A little bit like the tongue guy, not quite. Um, there's the little ninja looking one. That's really hard to shoot. Uh, I forgot what he's called. So there's a lot of similarities and there's some of their own little differences. The big difference here is at the beginning of every run or every safe house. When you leave, you choose from a bunch of cards. Um, I think they're random, but like hearthstone style, like six cards will pop up and there'll be perks for that run. And so you can say, oh, well, this is going to give me plus 25 to crit or that card's, you know, the stuff you're used to in games, like this card's going to give me more health or I don't know. Okay. That is it your own like deck? a cool idea. Mm-hmm. It sounds like a not a 
great execution because well, I was like, oh, what, how's it going to change the how's it going to change the game? And as soon as it gets into the realm of you do more crit damage, I'm like, Ugh, I know okay, it seems boring mind. on that level. There are ways to sort of build yourself, do builds and things. And people are already kind of min maxing that uh, to, to whatever degree uh, you can find a lot of that stuff on Reddit. But uh, some people, uh, Kyle and, and Garrett in particular, really like it, like really, really digging on it. I like it, but I really did feel like I was just playing Left 4 Dead again. Like, I, I really didn't feel... It felt like up way better textures, way better animation, better lighting, like a modern Left 4 Dead, um, you know, but with those tweaks that I mentioned. Um, Which we need, because Left 4 Dead 2 is extremely old. Yeah, it's like, It doesn't old. seem like it, but I, when was that game released? Like... 2008? Nine? Yeah. Yeah, it's old. It's pretty old. It's, it's time to, yeah, it's time for a new one of those. Um, the nice thing, too, is it's on Game Pass. So it's like, you know, if you have Game Pass, there's no reason not to try it. Um, I don't know if I would jump on this as a full price product had it not been for the Game Pass release. Just because, again, I'm not feeling anything in it that's like, oh, this is a million miles better than Left 4 Dead ever was. It just feels like people are, people are, hungry for a game like this vermintide may not be their jam because it's set in a world that they don't like or i don't know and they want more zombie killing and they want to do it with friends this is definitely that and it's fun and it plays well like the shooting's good all of that stuff is good it's a very competent one of these um honestly I, as i was playing it i was going oh, i kind of wish that uh aliens fire team or whatever the hell it's called i kind of wish that was on here because that oh, yeah. is just interesting because yeah. you're in alien land, you know? Like, Yeah, I think I it's just know. an aesthetic thing. Like, I'm not a big zombie guy. That's why I like Vermintide. That's sort of, and for some few other reasons, Salt Spire being one of them. But yeah, um, uh, I was just wondering, because I, I Left 4 Dead series is very much like shooting a lot of bullets. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, And, yeah. Uh, and it's that zombies and zombie, you know, it's just not my favorite. So Alien right. World seems you know more up my alley. And this is Turtle Rock again. Or what, are these the guys that made Evolved? I think. Uh, I thought they were the Left for Dead guys moved on to their own company and that they just yeah. made back from like they're basically making Left for Dead Three, but they that can't is use the yes, Left 4 Dead. I I agree like, with that. This so, is basically so, Left for Dead Three as far as I. The other the other thing that's missing for me, I don't know if you guys have feel this way, but in Left for Dead One and Two. The characterization of the characters, even though it's not that important throughout the game because they don't, nobody has an advantage over anyone else. They're not classes, but those characters like reloading and, you know, Bill and all those guys. I love, I love Zoe. All of those characters are great. Uh, Coach and the newer one and who else is in there? Anyway, all those guys. I like the guy who tells them pretend the helicopter up top is made out of chocolate. Yeah, that guy's great. Uh, But they have, they, I love those intros for those two games for this reason. I immediately know their characters. I know exactly where they've come from and where they're going and why they are who they are and why their person and what their personalities even are. I can just tell mm-hmm. by looking at them. I know Bill's a grizzled old vet from Vietnam. I know that uh, Francis is a biker dickhead. Um, like the stereotype, I don't know if they're stereotypes, but they're just really well presented in those intros. And I, it's part of what I loved about those games. This game has a similar intro, but I don't give a shit about anybody. They're n- none of them are interesting. They're just all very like, oh, okay, there's a oh, that lady's fine. That guy seems okay. Like, there's no yeah. none of that weird like 
you look at them and you and you and you world build below the the surface and you kind of know these stories. I don't feel that way with this. I saw the art for these characters and I actually thought in the case of one of them that they had like just stolen and photoshopped over John Goodman from the Big Lebowski. <laughs> uh, yeah, maybe. Like, like looking at it, uh, just uh, pulling up the main screen. They should have licensed the Big Lebowski. Now that you mentioned it, like, they should just make it all the characters from Big Lebowski in a Left for Dead game. I'd be, I'd be way into it. You've, so you got that guy, and then you've got uh, John Krasinski from uh, the movie where you can't talk. Quiet like, place. Yeah. I just feel like I just feel like you got the two of them right right there. Mm-hmm. And like it's just oh you know, we just took those characters and put them in the game. Um that's not to say they couldn't be interesting, but it reminds me of when uh, Resident Evil did their their online experiment with the Resident Evil game. Yeah. And all the characters in that game looked like Hollywood stars so yeah. much that they had to change it because it had like <laughs> Julia Roberts and Tom Cruise and yeah. all of Are that. And Brad about this Pitt Hoffman was in it. guy? Hoffman does kind of look like John Goodman. Hoffman. Yeah. He's doing literally the pose from Big Lebowski when he like uh, on the art for it when he like pulls out the gun at the bowling alley yeah, like he's it, got I, shades of of a john goodman style character a little it bit it feels like Definitely. it was stolen directly from it and they were like Who's well let's Krasinski give him bubbles guy? glasses and he'll be fine sure but like do you guys remember like that second game the guy stealing money out of the he's wearing like a dirty suit and he's stealing money out of the out of the um um what do you call that <laughs> when you're at a store it's called the Machine that vending machine? Nope. It's where you give them the money and the lady goes, the here's till. the change. A team machine? It's the a till. till? Okay, a till. Cash register? Cash register. Holy shit, that's it. Thank you. Wow, I haven't seen one of those in a while, eh? Thanks. It's COVID. been a while, COVID. <laughs> yeah. Um, but they they when he's sitting there kind of leaning on his shoulder while there's a little less zombie stuff happening and he's counting through money he took out of there and sticks a little in his pocket, I go, I know that guy. He's in the a-hole in this. He's gonna get people killed. He's the worst kind of guy in a zombie apocalypse. Like, I got all of this great story about this character. I've only seen him for five seconds. I think those first two intros of those two old games are almost magical in that way. They're really great. This doesn't know how to do it. Nobody's unique. Everybody's generic. They all look like extras from the set of, I don't know, Walking Dead. Generic, you say? What about the character called Mom? Um, I don't know who Mom is. There's a character called Mom. I'm looking up the character. Like, one of them is Mom. Um, she looks like Carol from The Walking Dead, I guess. What they probably there are unlockable characters. That's the other thing. There aren't just four to choose from, like Left for Dead games. There's unlockables, so you can be a more diverse group later if you want. You mean mom? Yeah, there's probably mom, but she's not in the intro. They don't do any of that. It's just the four you. Oh, get maybe to she's an unlockable. I'm just looking at the full list of cast, and one of them's called Mom. Do they have a Norman Reedus? And there's one called Doc. There's a, there's a there's a woman called Doc. Uh, and somebody named Reed us. No. <laughs> oh, and is is the Jim Krasinski guy? His name is Jim. Um, I don't know. A character called Jim in the game. Oh my lord! Really? That's yeah. pretty on the nose, isn't it? Uh, let's see. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know, man. Maybe fine. whatever. Maybe you just need a bit more time with it, and then you get it. Plays great. Characters it plays something. great. I I, I listen, can't, I can't really comment. I didn't play it. If so. your goal is to go in there and shoot zombies and have fun with the co-op and the whatever, it's that. It's great. That stuff's really what. It's super competent. I'm not saying anything bad about the gameplay, um, but yeah. just know it's going to feel a lot like Left 4 Dead in the gameplay. I just think you could do okay. more with these characters. It felt like this trailer was made in like 
I don't know. They handed it over some Chinese de- developer who doesn't know how, doesn't know who these characters are. That's how that felt. Uh-huh. It's weird, um, but it's good. It's a as a game to shoot with. It's a fun game to shoot with. Reloading, reload, reloading. Right? Damn it, Bill. I mean, I love the original cast of those games. is so great, and they never wore on me, and they never annoyed me. To me, it was game magic. They pulled that off. I love that. I wanted to play that game again not too long ago, and I yeah. reinstalled it, and I didn't realize that even though it was a different PC and so much time had passed, that it would reinstall with all the mods that I had downloaded for it. Oh, yeah. So I started the game and discovered that all the characters had been replaced with Tyrannosaurus Rexes. <laughs> And that it wouldn't stop playing the Cowboy Bebop theme through the entire thing. Well, then, what? You, so what's the problem? This sounds great. Play that. No, it was great. It was just, I. but I was surprised. I was caught off guard. But apparently, however many years between when I last played and then, those were the mods that was important to have. Okay. I just saw something in the chat that I've not heard until today. Hans Sanitizer in the chat says, Norman Reedus and the Traveling Fetus. That's that other game. Where he walks around with a baby. What's it called? Yeah. The Death Stranding. Death Stranding. I've never heard anyone say Norman Reedus and the Traveling Fetus. That's incredible. That should be, that would be the name of That's the name of his band in that. Because that game is about how he's a band leader and he gets on stage with a fetus. And <laughs> the Traveling Fetus? Is that real? I never the played the game. fetus plays synthesizer. I never... No. What? You're making that up. <laughs> it wouldn't surprise me because, you know, the Kojima's guitar. weird. He makes weird games. All right. Anyway, that's no, Pack for Blood. I've been thinking about buying the director's cut. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It just seems like an event in gaming. I should probably check. Now it out that he can point. finally cut loose and he's not uh, constrained by his own company that he owns. Yeah, there you have it. Society is broken down. They should put it on Game Pass just to piss off Sony because it was a Sony exclusive for a while. It's not now, but oh. was then. I also played Saints Row 4, don't ask. And uh Wait, I want to <laughs> ask, why would you play Saints Row 4? I got in a uh, mood. Isn't it great? I played Saints Row 3 a bunch and then I thought, "Oh, I, you know what? I never really gave 4 a chance." Um I think I let people talk me out of it because they said, "Oh, you run around mostly now. You're a superhero. You basically don't need cars anymore." And I'm like, "Man, you don't take a GTA like and eliminate cars from the equation." Um so I think I gave it short shrift back in 2013 or whatever it was. And uh, picked it up again last week or this week and played a ton of it. And it's great. Saints Row 4 is great. It's ridiculous. It's over the top. It it's really an opening with the wheelchair is so good. Gun. No, it's an amazing opening. And it uh, still looks pretty good. It's an early PS4 uh, looking type game, you know, like the crossover generation of games. And it still looks fine on PC. Nice high res, fast frame rate. looks great. Climbing a nuclear warhead to manually disable it while uh, don't want to miss a thing plays yeah. is, uh, is a fantastic moment. It's pretty special. And you're the president. Also. Yeah, and you're the president. And I'm blue. I look like a blue man because that's what I did for the character creation. And I'm yeah. wearing a bikini and a bra top. Um, mm-hmm. And for a while, I ran around naked. Like, the game's ridiculous. It's just so ridiculous. And I kind of needed I just was in the mood for open world dumb. And that game gives it to you. So I played a bunch of that. And also the shooting in four is a lot better than uh, than three. And three's great, but three had shit shit. And now you, you can enjoy it while it lasts because the new Saints Row is going to be super serial. Yeah, dude. Well, I mean, it doesn't look like it'll be serious, but it looks like it'll be 
Well, the trailer makes it seem ridiculous. Like it doesn't. It seems like they're sticking to that, but they are rebooting, right? This is like a whole new. It seems I thought ridiculous I heard re- in a different way. Yeah, uh, wasn't it? Watch that trailer. They're going it's for a, more serious tune because that trailer was goofy, like straight it, up. I don't know. It seemed okay. Here's the best way I, I think I can describe how I interpreted that trailer. Yeah, it's like the Fast and Furious movies now. Maybe a little. It's not. Yeah. It's not like the zany, crazy like over the top parody it's now it's still zany and crazy but in the we swung across a canyon on a rope bridge in a car way yeah and then some snarky snark in between and maybe you're right it doesn't i don't i don't get the sense that they're going for anything serious but it does seem like they're they're maybe pulling back a little bit from just the ridiculous like almost almost too much you know, whatever that was in four and three, yeah, and three you're not for that playing matter. as a toilet or anything. Right. Like <laughs> I don't know if Keith David will be in it or not, but that would be great because he's great in four. Anyway, playing that, I needed a, a good open world game and that, that kind of suited me. I was going to play, um, what's the Microsoft game that, that didn't live up to, um, Oh, the hype. I know what you're talking about. Um, that was tangentially connected to it. Shit. No, not that. Not the get out of oh. hell one. I'm thinking of uh, the Crackdown. Microsoft one. Crackdown 3. That's what I'm thinking of. Um, I installed Crackdown 3 because I just wanted a big, dumb, open world, dumb thing. And that game is one of those. But it's still locked at 30 frames on the Series X. What, what the hell is that about? And the PC, by the way. It's locked on both. So That's weird. Fix that. That's stupid. Um, but once they fix that, I might play that because it looks like a dumb, fun time. I just want to shoot shit and unlock things. That's what I feel like doing right now. So that's why I played well, Central. There is a great game that came out this week. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, that's had. a good point. What's yeah. that? What game is that? Oh wait, oh, don't do that yet. I, played, I don't know. I played Rogue. <laughs> yeah, hold on. Talk, we promised to talk about it at the beginning of the show. Yeah, we did. Two of us. We'll two of us played. Soon. I just wanted to say I played Rogue Book and it's fine. Okay, that's all I had to say about that. <laughs> It's, a, yeah, it's that's fine. right. Yeah, it's fine compared to Tainted Grail and Grifflands and all the other ones like it. Yeah, it's fine. all the millions of ones that are just like each other. It's fine. It's all right. It's fine. It's fine. Uh, all right. Let's get to the the chicken on the wheel. No, the uh, the elephant in the room. That's what I meant to say. Uh, Metroid Dread. John and Bo both played it. Let's just rip this right open. I didn't get it yet because I don't know why. I just haven't. I'm gonna. I mean, it's the mo- it's the biggest, most exciting thing, news or otherwise related that happened in gaming, at least as far as I'm concerned. Oh, all right, look at that. Week. And I think a lot of people are. It's a much beloved franchise. Yeah, it's been 19. Was it 19 years or a really long time since the Super Nintendo one? Well, it's been uh, yeah. It went I mean, first were, person for the longest time and it was only available. So there were GBA a, games, but yeah, this is a big release. Sure. Sure. So, so John, you played, um, and Bo, you played. I guess I want to hear both of your takes. What, John, what do you think? What do you like about it, or do you? I think it's really good. I, I think I want to make a very clear statement up front that I really like Metroid Dread. So no matter what I say, no matter how you interpret what I say, just come back to the point of really like Metroid Dread. Fair enough. I think it has some problems. So. <laughs> All right. Uh, do you want to um, itemize those problems or how do you want to? Yeah, wanna I will. Um, let me go down the problems and then I'll say the things that it does well. The problem is, okay, the Metroid games are phenomenal. I really, really, really love the the series. And this is a really good one of those games. Um, I was a little, so a lot of people I heard don't like the Emmys, the big monster that 
kind of chases you in this. There's a bunch of them, but like right. it's kind it's kind of a thing that has become a divisive point for this game because it's sort of like having a mini Mr. X in the game for certain sections where here's the thing you can't fight uh and it's going to chase you and try and hunt you down and all you can really do is run away from it. Oh. And See this is why I, I think I, I've hesitated. I think I've hesitated even subconsciously because I don't like the Mr. X mechanic at all. So they so. do some good things with it. You know when you're going into an area that has them. You know how to get out of the areas that have have them. Yeah. So if you don't want to deal with them at the moment, you you can avoid them. Um, you do eventually, pretty quickly, honestly. Like you encounter them, and then you fairly quickly after you encounter them get the item to kill them. And there's I think seven of them or six of them, something like that. And so they don't stick around too long, but I think the game's biggest problem is that it does not do a very good job of telling you where to go. Mm. So one of the things that I really loved about Metroid fusion was Metroid fusion had a similar sort of mechanic storyline. Like you were being pursued by a thing called the SAX And it basically was an evil Samus that was hunting you down. And what made Metroid Fusion so cool was that they did a very clear, like, here's where you are, here's where you have to go, and here's where you're going to have to get through to get there, and you're going to be hunted, you know, through this whole thing, and you're going to have things you have to overcome. This game is just sort of like... It gives you the impression you're exploring, but you're really not. You're actually very limited on where you can go for the first half of the game. Like, you're actually being kind of railroaded, but the game's doing a decent job of making you not feel like you're being railroaded. Um, And the problem with it obscuring where to go is it makes the Emmy problem worse. Like, you'd probably have to go through their zone maybe once or twice before you could fight them and deal with them. But then, because you're lost and you don't know where to go in the game, you end up going through some of their sections. Like, there was one where I was running from the Emmy, like, seven or eight times. Because I just kept going back, going, where the hell am I supposed to go in this game right now? And I've gotten extremely lost three times. And all three times, the solution was, there was a breakable wall that I didn't know was breakable, that I just had to shoot, and then I could proceed. And it was it would have been fine. So there's some of that which I don't I don't love. I don't think that makes for a very fun mechanic where it's just like, oh, you should have just known that you could break this wall or you should have been running around testing it to see if you could. And I think that makes the Emmy problem worse. Like if you don't like dealing with them, the fact that you might have to go into their rooms multiple times for no reason makes it a bigger problem than it otherwise would be. Mm-hmm. Uh So I I wish that the game was a little more open for exploration. The game does open up about halfway through, it feels like. I haven't beaten the game, but I'm I'm getting there. I think I've got a couple more upgrades to get. I just got the gravity suit, which I believe is the last suit. Um, So about halfway through the game opens up. It actually does let you explore, and you have enough items to where you can actually explore, and it kind of stops forcing you down a linear path and uh, lets you go on a collection spree if you want and, and kind of play the game I actually the way I wanted to play it from the get-go. Um, 
But that's a really long way in, and you've unlocked a lot of the map by that time, and the idea of going back through the game at that point it was a little more daunting than if I felt like I had been exploring along the way. Um, so I, I think those things are little nitpicks that bug me about the game. Overall, though, it's it's really fun. I mean, I, honestly, I think it's hard to make a bad Metroid game, mm. but it's it's super fun. Oh, I don't love the control scheme either. I've I talked to somebody who's playing with the the pro controller, yeah. and he said he had no issues with it and thought it was fine. But playing it on the uh, Switch Lite, yeah, um, my hands are constantly <clears throat> hurting because the amount of times where it's like you're pressing and holding multiple buttons to do something, yeah. It is frequent. So there'll be yeah. times where it's like hold R and L and then aim with the stick and then press Y to shoot. And it's like, oh my gosh. And you have tight windows where you have to do some of these things. Um, so I don't know if they could have made it better, but it, it certainly feels like the controls could have been better. Mm. But uh, I, apparently, depending on how you're playing it, that may not be an issue for you. Um, but I haven't been able to put it down. You know, I've I've put a lot of hours into it, and I think it's I think it's really good. I was playing it right before the show, and just got to a new area and was very excited about it. So I think it is, and it looks great. It sounds great. Um, it's got the creepiness factor that a lot of Metroid games have, and it's it's the series that feels the least Nintendo of Nintendo series. Oh yeah, by far. It. Yeah. I've always felt that way. It's and and I've always wondered if that's why they're so infrequent because Nintendo doesn't even like making them, but people love them. So I don't I don't know. I don't know what the deal yeah. is with that. I mean, they, well, I they, there's more Metroid coming in the future as yeah. well. There's gonna be more primes. So. You didn't like you didn't like uh, other M, right? Did you play that? No, other M. Um, I did not enjoy. Yeah. I tried it. That's the actually. You know what? I just realized I said it's hard to make a bad Metroid game. Yeah. Nope, there was one, and yeah. that was the one I didn't like. Other than that, I think I've liked every every main game in the series. You know, they've done some weird offshoots here and there, but I, I, I do Prime. like the Prime series, yeah. and I do like the mainline Metroid games. I think probably Fusion is the best Metroid game I've played, that or Super Metroid, but yeah. um, those two are, are really, really good. Can Fusion be found um, anywhere? Uh, I don't know. Mm -hmm. I had somebody on Twitter when I mentioned that I was so glad that this was a direct sequel to Fusion and carries on that story. They said you would think Nintendo would have given us an easy way to play it on the Switch, yeah. and I'm kind of shocked they didn't because... Yeah. It is. It's 100% connected to that story. They talk about the SAX. They show you a cutscene. You get to see the the evil Samus and all of that business. Like It is a direct sequel to that game, and I would be surprised that there's no way to, to play it on the Switch. Yeah, that kind of bums me out. I wouldn't mind going back. I remember really liking Fusion as well back in the day. Uh, Bo, since we're already on the topic, uh, anything yeah. you would add? Or, or Well, this game is really great yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's like pretty much aces in almost every category i think the, the the thing there was some there's some people tweeting or there's you know discussions in the online space about what an 80 dollars game should look like like there are these uncharted games you know with all these crazy effects and you got this side scrolling game that's kind of like you know lame in comparison just in terms of the epicosity i suppose of it <laughs> yeah 
and, I, and some of it reflective in John comments too, because one of the things that like they made a firm decision on this 2D business is that this is Metroid is a genre game in the sense that it's not designed to be played once. Yeah. It's it's like even with the unlockables, it's designed to be played over and over again and to improve your clear time. Like there is a hard mode, like I finished it. There's a hard mode, and then there are unlockables based on I believe the amount of time it takes you to clear it. So the idea is everything's supposed to be hard. You learn to play it better, and then you replay it. Now that's not going to be what everyone wants to do with a game like this, but they're going to have put down full price for this game and get the experience they're getting and not be fully satisfied with it. Right. And I think like that's that is sort of an issue with the game. It's not really mar- they're not going to market it as a genre game because they want to get all the sales they can get off a Nintendo hype game. But it really like it. it this really does lean into the speedrun, like catnip for the speedrun community. It, to the point that, uh, like, as you were mentioning, I felt early on there was a linearity to levels as well. Like I'm railroaded, but that's in fact not the case. There's a bunch of people who are sequence breaking the game, and it's intended by the developers in that you can get upgrades early before you're supposed to. There's like ways of finding out how to, to do that. And it's programmed into the game because Cra- the Kraid boss, he's a boss. So you have to learn his patterns and kill him. But there's a one shot kill if you have the morph ball early, earlier than you're supposed to get. If you get the morph ball early and bring it to the Kraid fight, once you get to the belly button battle, Scott, you're going to love the belly button battle. <laughs> you can transform into a morph ball, fire the morph ball inside his belly button and just destroy him from the inside out and then just win the fight. Wow. So like the game, it's like first time going through it, it I'm like, really? Like I don't, I felt really linear. And then I'm like watching these sequence break videos and they're not like, oh, we broke the game. The people who made the game put these secrets in there intentionally for people to figure out how to better complete the labyrinth and thus complete the speed run quicker. So it's like, that's what's sort of unclear about this. You buy this game thinking, okay, this is a campaign, a story of Metroid, and I'm going to be an adventurer and, and go the way through. It's actually, this game's, I think they tried to serve many masters. I don't think they served the master of, let's make give you this fun campaign. Because I would say... I think some of the levels don't last long enough. Like I got some upgrades and then there was barely, I expect to get an upgrade and then I expect to get some challenges and puzzles to do. And it felt like towards the end, as the upgrades got faster and quicker, there wasn't a lot of like, you know, Oh, I sweet. I got the power bomb. Now here's some power bomb enemies and puzzles to use with it. It's like, Nope, it just unlocks some stuff throughout the map. Yeah. Really. I'm close to the end of the game at this point, whatever, like, a, right. Or a- you get the, you get the double jump <clears throat> and it's like, Oh, am I going to use the double jump for anything interesting? No, there's going to be two rooms that suck that require the double jump to get through. And then you're not going to worry about it till you get the, the yeah. constant, like, jump and then it becomes interesting yeah. again so it's it's not gonna ca- it's not gonna cater to like the sense of i got an upgrade now i get some adventurous part of it this is a labyrinth and your goal is to complete the labyrinth faster and faster and it's meant to be replayed yeah. so if you just play the campaign that's fine but you, yeah i think i think your the review is gonna sound like that like it's gonna be like well you know it's, it's fun it's really good but like there's stuff that's unsatisfying but then you sort of see well no this game is this game is designed for people to to challenge uh, themselves to go faster and faster. And so 
It's hard I mean, to grok that way, right? Yeah. I, I think to... that's cool. I think the Kraid thing sounds awesome. I just, I think rather than catering to specifically a speedrunner, I wish that the game was more open and that would be a secret that anybody could discover rather than having to, you know, break something or, you know, employ speedrunning tactics in order to do it. Yeah. Because uh, that stuff, that stuff is cool, but that's what I associate with Metroid is like exploration and yeah, speed eventually becomes important, but it just, I, it never really felt exploratory to me. It was like, I felt like I was trying to explore and then it was like, oh, sorry, there's a tiny ledge and you can't become a morph ball yet. So you can't, you can't get through here. And it's like, no, it's oh, pretty right. linear. And I would yeah. throw that at the feet of the dread mechanic. Like the takes those dread areas take up a lot of real estate. Yeah. Um, and like whether trial and error is your cup of tea is that's going to vary, right? Like, you know, sure. trying this one area with the with the Mr. X mechanic 10 times for some is going to be like, okay. And some people are going to enjoy it. I enjoyed the trial and error on bosses more than I did the dread mechanics, but I didn't have that much trouble with any of the Emmys, to be perfectly honest. Like, mm. yeah, yeah, they weren't that big of a, they weren't that big of a, they're almost overhyped. Like they're not really that like, so are they called the Emmys? They're hard like, at first, but then you're like, I learned the patterns. Just keep away. Are, are they Emmys? Like, is in like win the Emmy for TV work? Name is that how they're named? Like, yeah, E-M-M-I. E M M I. Okay, instead of a Y, and it's an acronym for some weird, you know, sci-fi bullshit. <laughs> it's like you know, <laughs> extraterrestrial, masticating, monstrous informant, or some whatever. Whatever. It is. <laughs> I like that masticating. <laughs> yeah, but like, they just sit there going. But the bosses are awesome. Like yeah. the boss fights are really cool. Even and the last boss, I had to try him a lot. The last boss fight certainly, uh, certainly was a challenge. I'll just say that he's he's no pushover. It took me a good two or three hours of trying to beat him to beat him. Well, I mean, that's wild. been my story throughout the entire game. Has been it? It has been this. I'm playing the game. I'm having fun. Oh, shit. I'm stuck. Run around. Check everything. Look everywhere. Oh, there was a wall I could shoot through. Okay, <laughs> go through that. And then, okay, here's a boss. Well, I'm never going to be able to beat this. I'm stuck forever because this boss is too hard. And then, you know, five minutes later, oh, I beat it. I did it. I, I was able to complete yeah. it. And then you rinse and repeat. Get lost for a while. Find a boss. Think the boss is impossible. I actually sent Ben a text message today because I knew he had beaten the game. And I was like, look, I know what to do. I just need encouragement because this stupid purple electric bug for some reason is breaking my brain. And I can't. He does three moves. That's it. And I, for whatever reason, cannot deal with him. I get hit by everything he does. And it just was driving me crazy. And then I just, I just powered through it and I just did it. <laughs> and I was like, okay, you know what? It wasn't that bad. Or the first time you fight one of these warrior guys and you're like, this is so cheap. Their moves just hit me. And they have two moves that look exactly the same when they're about to do it, and one's counterable and the other isn't. And if you wait just a fraction of a second too long on the second move, you get hit by it. Mm. I hate this. I'll never be able to do it. And then you finally do it, and you're like, good. And then they make you fight two of them at the same time. You're like, what are you doing? Why, why <laughs> yeah, would you do oh, that yeah, to yeah, me? Yeah, yeah. Um, it but it's good. Yeah. It gets harder and harder, but it's fun. You get a sense of accomplishment, though, from me. I don't know. I, I liked it. I, I definitely appreciated it. That stuff, but I didn't. Ha- I, I want to say I didn't have that much of a hard time. The hardest time, see, a hundred percent of the items, and I will say that the speed booster puzzles are by far. That's what I was most like. I'll never be able to do this. Oh my god! 
I had to look up a video for three or four of them. I was just like, I have no idea how to do this speed boost puzzle. And even after seeing it, I'm like, I still don't get it. <laughs> like, how did they do that? I, I cannot replicate these moves. Uh, but after practicing, you get better. Like, that's where I'm like, oh, I say practice things, I get better. And if I wanted to replay it on hard mode and then lower my time, like, then this building on skills makes sense. The game... The game is well crafted controls wise and stuff, but asks you to put in time to get better at it. I just don't think that's what everyone that's that's what everyone who's going to buy this game or want they're just going to want to get a nice adventure, mm-hmm. and they may be disappointed in what they get. Interesting. Okay, yeah. but but big thumbs up from 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 core. It sounds like we're into it. Yeah, oh, like one yeah, of my favorite huge. games of the year. Like it's it's, it's great, it's but it's short. Really, really good. <clears throat> I find I find it pretty short. It's for eighty dollars. It is a short experience. Yeah. I think the campaign save file was fifteen hours or something like that. Yeah. There's some amiibo yeah. shit in here. What does it do? I wonder. What do you get? It replenishes your missiles. I think it's like uh, an ammo reload. Okay, that's all right. I guess. Yeah. I don't. It's, it's kind of amiibo stuff. I'm kind of over. I like the little figurines, but I don't care about what they do in games. Um, I have a uh, and I will say, too, the, the few voice lines that Samus has, it's always like, wow. Uh, the way they did the story is pretty good, even if it's as goofy and sort of PG as it is. Like, it's really, it's really great. Yeah. Well, it's one of the all-time greats. It's nice to see a good entry um, out of Nintendo. Well, I guess the rumor is they're remaking the Prime games for Switch, and I haven't played them, so I'm oh, like, oh okay, that'd be I would, great. I play these, and I mean, Prime I games are really Prime cool. games are amazing. I, I know they're also going to do. I mean, Prime Four is of course coming, so my guess is those Prime remasters will happen maybe just before that. Um, yeah. I, would I mean, I that. prefer the side scrolly stuff, but I'm just into Metroid right now. I'd be willing to. Oh, the environment is amazing. The tone, to give all those that games stuff. A chance and try them. Oh. Try them out. Yeah, I I prefer the side scrolly stuff too. But there's something about the translation of that universe to first person, and you start to realize like how terrifying that world is. Yeah. Like, yeah. I've always been impressed at Metroid for a side scroller where you're pulled way back and all of that. Its ability to scare me. I I thought metroid fusion was a scary game yeah and atmospheric as hell same deal with this one like it didn't really scare me but there's like stuff where you're just like oh that's gnarly look at that and uh when you go into first person and you're still dealing with the same stuff and these same creatures and all that like it it's effective like it's very atmospheric in a in a cool way well wow prime 4 was announced in 2017 yeah they've been gravy not showing jack shit about it either. In fact, that game was announced way before this was. I mean, this was just announced last E3, right? And then out the same year, I think. Yeah, yeah. So I wonder, I mean, hopefully it's coming. Yeah. Now that I'm, oh. in the Met- I'm, I'm into Metroid now, I'm like, please release Metroid games for the yeah. Switch. Yeah. Also, the first suit is uh, way cooler than any of the suit upgrades. Oh, all right. That's... I, and that's actually, I honestly think, a Metroid staple. Like, I actually think there's a weird tendency in Metroid to where the later suits you get, the dumber it looks. But that blue, white, and red one that she has at the beginning is so cool. I it's pretty it. good, yeah. The blue is a really interesting color in the scheme of things. I always think of her as uh, not that kind of blue anyway. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, there's something about that blue. Well, anyway, there you go. That's our, our hot take on Metroid. Dread. What uh what's Picto Picks, John? I don't even know what that is. What is that? 
It's you- Picross for the PC. Oh, is it fun? You like that there? I do. I needed a game to just relax and chill me out, and so I got a game called PictoPix on Steam. It was like four bucks or something like that, and uh, it's just it's Picross. I really like Picross. If yeah. you don't know what that is, it's you know you get hints as to what blocks to remove and what blocks to keep, and you just yeah you, you draw little pictures with it and. Uh, it's relaxing. It's chill. And this, I, I did a little bit of research on it. I was like, okay, Picross usually is stuff on, you know, Nintendo platforms. Um, so just give me something that is, you know, that sort of deal. And uh, started playing this. And it just, it's chill. And it's relaxing. And I enjoyed it. It was exactly what I needed it to be. Well, that's good. And it's only four bucks. I could play. I could get that. I like Picross. I don't as know well. if it was four bucks, but yeah, it's, it's cheap. It's I'm like it's under ten for sure, and uh, just lots of puzzles. They definitely you know grow and expand. You know, they start you off with like five by five, and then you do a series of those, and then it gives you ten by ten, and it just keeps going from there. And uh, you know, you draw little pictures. Yeah, it, it's uh, it's great, and it's relaxing and chill. Yeah. Um, I love the DS game back in the day. Really oh, yeah. Good. I yeah. play like 3D Picross and regular Picross. All those that, that Nintendo was doing are just some of my favorite little puzzle games and uh, very relaxing. Yeah, I agree. I get more out of it than I do most puzzle games. I like that stuff a lot. Um, I also yeah. uh, I picked which game was going to follow up my Final Fantasy run for my streams um, because we're waiting for Final Fantasy V and the winner of the poll was Chrono Trigger. So I am playing through Chrono Trigger on the PC, nice. uh, which is not the best version of that game, <laughs> but it's pretty OK. Yeah, um, it's uh, the UI really has taken some getting used to. I'm getting there finally after multiple hours of it. but. Um, we we are playing through that, making good progress as usual. Uh, there are characters with familiar names. The frog is named Scott, mm. and uh, the character normally known as Robo is now known as Robo, but Bo is uh, spelled like Bo. Oh, like Robo? So, okay. Got it. Okay, yeah. that's great. Yeah, Robo. That's, the, that's yeah. the direction we went with that. I thought you would be happy to know that for once, Scott, you're not a character that's betraying everybody. Oh, good. And Bo, for once, you're not a uh, female that's going to be interested in the main character. Okay, good. Cool. These are good changes. The female robot. Got yeah. it. Yeah, and yeah. you as a PC version, why, why, why do people not love that version? What's the deal? UI stuff? Uh, or? Well, so originally when it first released on Steam, it was a port of the uh, mobile version of the game, yeah. which was really atrocious. A lot of people were very upset about that. Yeah. They did, because it was such a big fallout for a beloved game, they did some work, um, not the level of work that they've put into the Pixel remasters, but they did do some updating to it. So it's not quite the old touchpad interface uh, and fonts and all of that. Uh, so they did a little effort to restore it, but it is still a different UI that, again, takes some getting used to. And uh, yeah, the original font in that game is so bad. great. I hate when they change the fonts. Like the fonts are good or of the era. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know and why Chrono Trigger, as I remember, had a great font. Well, in all the Pixel Remaster stuff, that's the biggest complaint I read is that they changed the fonts. I still hear that from people. It's yeah, like, people oh. like those fonts. Yeah. I, I don't know how they can so casually just be like, yep, yeah, new font, here you go, and it looks... 
It's, it's just clear so and legible and terrible. Nobody wants that. Everyone wants the nice look of what they remembered. I don't know. Right. You're not yeah. looking for functionality here. You're trying to match the... These don't match what you're seeing. They look like they're two different things running. Like, like if there's an ev- ever an argument to be like fonts convey a lot of meaning, like playing these old games like years later with new, more legible but boring-ass fonts, it, like speaks volumes about that. It's like, oh. Yeah, Times New Roman. Ugh. And uh, in Aerial. the gameplay Ugh. that uh, Scott's showing, you can see this is how it looked at launch with like big buttons that are obviously touchscreen buttons yeah. on the screen. Yeah. Uh, you know, for a PC Steam release, it was really, it was really unacceptable. I mean, I bought it the second it came out because somebody said you can buy Chrono Trigger, and I was like, yeah. That's all you. And as soon as I know. saw this, I was like, well, that's getting refunded. And you know, when they did the work they did, I I did rebuy it. I would still like to see a pixel remaster of it. You know, it's considered one of the greatest games of all time. I I find it shocking how little attention they seem to pay to it, considering the pedigree that it has. Yeah, everyone loves that game. Uh, Never played it, though, so I guess I don't, but I probably would. Uh, All right, excellent. Um, Final Fantasy XIV, still playing. Yeah, Yeah. still good. That's That's good. Still good. I'll just say that. I'm feeling the pressure of trying to be ready for Endwalker, but... Um, Other than that, I did fail to mention. Well, Yoshi P doesn't want you to feel any pressure. No, Take a break, no man. pressure. Take it's a break. my own personal pressure. He said I could put as much pressure on myself as I want. He would pat you on the head and say, "John, it's okay. Don't be weird. Slow. <laughs> don't be weird." <laughs> don't he'd don't say. be weird about the game. <laughs> uh, I played a little bit of Shift, uh, Rift Breaker. Sitting in the chat reminded me. I wanted to mention. I played a little bit of it. This is a game I was actually seriously looking forward to because it looked like Mech Diablo to me. And the graphics looked insane, and they showed it at E3, and it was like, when's that coming out? Game Pass day one, I'm like, sweet, line line me up. It was yesterday, or Tuesday. Uh, Got it. Do not like at all. Oh, man. Oh, that's a tower defense base thing, Here's the problem. The base and the tower defense stuff, that as as soon as I realized how heavy that is in the game, because in the previews and the other stuff I'd seen previously, I knew it was part of the game, but it didn't seem like it was that big of a part of the game. It's a massive part of the game. And it immediately doesn't even want you to fight yet. It's like, I want you to build shit and then build more shit. And then how about some power to power your shit? And I'm like, I do this in other games already that I like more. I don't want to do this. So I bounced hard. I'm not playing that game. Honestly, I'm watching the trailer for it. And if they just got rid of the base building and made it, you know, up to four player co-op Diablo with yeah. these mech things, it, it would be like it'd be insane. Bye, Blizzard. You guys suck. <laughs> they made a way better game here. Like, yeah, 100 percent funny. Yeah, uh, I know this is maybe, for someone and I don't want to tell them not to, because if you're really into tower defense style mechanics, this yeah, is probably going to be XOR your jam. studios like yeah. for a sequel, not a sequel, but, you know, your studio, you might make other games like make your Rift Breaker game. And then when you're done make rift oblo rift oblo like, like like do it man like it because like there looks like like um there's a lot of lighting effects like the graphically it looks it's like, gorgeous i yeah. wish listed before the show because it popped up on steam and i'm like this looks like fun exciting action game yeah. like cool yeah and i'm sad to hear you say it's kind of bleh. it's fine if you okay but boat like if you love tower defense then don't not get it especially on game pass because it's just there but i don't know i like i like i do like a bit of base defense but i i don't like elaborate you yeah, know what i mean yeah. like yeah this like is i like it in starcraft 2 like the, the 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 levels in starcraft 2 the way the base defense works in that game i'm you know i'm, I'm cool with that but yeah. if it's yeah really involved like i looked at the game they are billions and i'm like should i play this i don't know oh it's Maybe hugely not, you know? it's just way more like oh you don't have enough power put some more power things around here and 
I felt like I was playing Factorio. I, I yeah, just, uh, there's a lot of turrets. I, I'm watching the trailer, and it looks like you got to put a lot of turrets up on the edges, and, yeah. and things break, and then it goes, oh, no, you let stuff break. Oh, no. And I'm yeah. like, I don't care. And like, it's a bummer. Know. Like, it actually teleports you back to town if your main part of your base is under attack. No matter what you're doing, you'll be teleported there without even being asked. Oh, no. Is it multiplayer, or is it just single player? I think player? it's... Uh, that, I don't know. I shouldn't speak to that. I mean, it, it might be more fun if, if this was a multiplayer experience, maybe. Yeah. It's just not for me. I know yeah, someone's going to love yeah, this. It feels a little. It feels a little rough to be too harsh on it because it isn't the thing we imagined right. it could be. But that is also. It's so sad that we live in a world where somebody can go like, "Hey, Diablo," but you're a bunch of mechs, and you're like, "That is the best idea in the world. I want that so bad." And nobody's making it; they're just making stuff vaguely like it. Yeah, like, somebody make it. Hurry yeah. up! We need it so bad. Because mechanically and and combat wise, like the melee combat and the shooting combat in this is very very cool, like, like really of- cool. Just think about all the cool stuff you could do with the Mechablo. Like you'd find the parts. Like your your character could look different based on the drops you get. So it's not like you pick a you're not picking necromancer or barbarian. You just have a chassis and you pick up the pieces and everyone's like equipped with their pieces, right? Yeah. And I've got like a flame foot and I got an ice foot and I got a machine gun arm and a, you know diaper shooting arm or something like that. Like <laughs> You know what I mean? Like everyone's got like this like constructed loot droppy thingy uh, yeah. built from parts that they find in the world. Yeah. Ah. It's a bummer. I don't know. Just wasn't for me. And I was really looking forward to it. Super stoked. It's not even that big either. It's like six gig or something. And I think we did it to ourselves. We imagined a better game than this could be. <laughs> yeah, we world. did. We totally did. <laughs> All they had to show us was some really cool looking animation and stuff. They didn't show much of that base stuff at E3. They didn't hardly at all. So when I saw that, I was like, I'm in, I'm all in on whatever that is. And now, I mean, mech building is more fun than base building, I guess, is if you're oh, doing the mech thing, yeah. then you should do the, like, cause you, what you like the game, the mech builder game or repair my mech. Yes. Game. I like the yeah, mech, like, mech <laughs> mechanic simulator is a great game like, because I'm making, I'm fixing mechs. It's great. That's a whole loot table system for a mech oblo game. Like yeah. you, you could do so much with that. I agree. I re- oh man. Okay, mech oblo or Diablo. Rift. Are there any? If there's any angel investors out there, we're gonna we'll make a pitch deck for Mechablo. Yeah, I'll even do devil fifty million dollars. <laughs> yeah, that's all it'll take. No big deal. I think that sounds about right. Fifty million dollars only. I don't know why there isn't a game like that already. There was a close. There was something close to it on the original Xbox called. I think John knows about this game because we've talked about it. Uh, you were like a police mech. And it was top down oh, cool. like that, and it was awesome. What was that game called? Police mech. Yeah, like you were in a like, police. Oh, this is off from our country. You were, you were for real. Like you were inside of a police mech that had like had like lights on top, and it was colored like a police colors and stuff. And you were you were just wiping crime out in the cities, and you were a giant mech in like <laughs> cyberpunk time. It's an awesome game, and I can never remember the name of it though. It's yeah, we just need more cop, stuff LAPD. like that. We Fu- need it so bad. Future cop or future. Future Cop Next. LAPD is the first thing that. Oh, came that's up it. My is that it? Wait, uh-huh. LA, the LAPD part's jumping out at me. It's from 2009. Maybe it's not the game. Was it recent or? Um, is this it? <gasps> this might be it. Hold on. This might be it. Uh, EA Redwood third-person shooter. Third person. I'm not sure that's it. Uh, let's see. Let's look this up and see some screen grabs. I think this might be it. This is it. I loved this game. This is it. 
It is LA wow. Cop, or uh, sorry, Future Cop LAPD. And I was hoping they'd do more like, here's the NYC and here's, you know, New Orleans. Yeah, it looks like you're a mech and you're shooting all the criminals. Yeah. Other I mean, it looks like stuff. ass now that I look at it. But uh, the top down, like way zoomed out version is what I played. Uh, yeah, there it is. Yeah, that game was great. It looks like shit now. I'm now looking at it. It's like, ooh, that's ugly. But it was explosive and fun and someone get on that. And don't make tower defense games. Thank you very much. All right. Uh, oh, and I played, uh, sorry, I played some of that new, uh, the new mercenaries mode in Hearthstone. And I think I kind of like it. That's all I'll say about that. Cause I don't really know what I'm doing yet, but I think I kind of like the loop of it. It's not bad. Oh, really? Yeah. You should try really? it. Really? How dare you? You should try it. It's like, uh, how dare you like a gotcha game? <laughs> I know. It's kind of a gotcha game. Uh, it's all right. It's, it's it's a uh i mean i don't i'm not really into hearthstone multiplayer anyway so a single player are they giving like you that? lots of free packs or are you uh oh you you know you you get a bunch at first and you get characters at first and then you start unlocking shit and it's like that you know the thing i was talking about earlier the star trek game like under the hood it's similar mechanics but you can spend money in there mm-hmm. it's like log in tomorrow if you want another free pack yeah do you like filling up bars making numbers go higher uh I mean, I do. I'm a sucker for that. Well, stuff. then, then Hearthstone may have your number with their latest update, Mercenaries. I don't know. All right, uh, let's move on to. Oh shit, we got this. That's a good question. Quick email. I got to play more music for this. Hold on a second. All right, I'm going to read this one. My dearest Martha, I request to you now a review for episode. I'm sorry. I present to you now a review for episode 285 of the Core Show. I'm not going to do the voice because John. I don't want to step on John here says, although the graphics for audio listeners were way below our modern standards, the story and narration surely made up for it. At times, it felt like riding a tricycle on two wheels, which surely gives one a sense of danger and adventure, even though I'd personally prefer, prefer all three. Prefer. <laughs> As a side note, the writer for Baron Bow was fantastic. His dialogue and voice acting was beyond expectations. In my opinion, he should have way, should have way more voice lines throughout the campaign. Yours in this life and the next. Mildly moist. P.S. Yeah. If you had to be any fantastical race, what would it be? Anything goes, such as orcs, goblins, elves, etc. P.S. P.S. John, don't be an elf. That's disappointing. <laughs> That's the whole story. Uh, so, yeah, he basically saying he liked our show last week and thought we did a fine job, even though John wasn't, uh, wasn't here. Uh, but, John, what do you think about what race would you be if you can't be an elf? You can't pick elf. A half, uh, half elf. Oh, shit. Look what he did. Aha! Gotcha! Look what Found he a did. loophole. Look what he did. Yeah, wouldn't why you, wouldn't, wouldn't you... you be an elf? Why would you be one of the other, like... like? I want to be... just, like, obnoxious, slender humans. Yeah. We I live long like, and we're so I would smart. like to be more slender. I am smart, and yeah. I find other people annoying. It fits my personality type, and I'm, like, genuinely shocked. Yeah. That it's surprising to other people. John's name no. should be Drist Jagger for real. Like you're, you're no, I wouldn't <laughs> want to be like Drist. I don't like Drist. You don't want to be he's like too, Drist. He's too goody goody. He's got his little panther. Like well, he can he's just. Got his, you know, What's he's... your favorite fiction elf then? Yeah, who do you like? Uh, well, there's one Stanley Billings. Uh, he's uh, pretty cool. He, uh-huh. He's been I don't a talker. Know if you can pick your own D and D character in this camp. Why not? He's a fictional half elf. Yeah. I don't know. Honestly, here's the thing. I don't in fiction. I don't like elves typically, which yeah. makes it weird that I like elves. 
Yeah, you just don't want to admit it because you're too shamed to say. No, because like I don't think I don't like <laughs> I don't like Legolas at all. I make fun of him all the time because he's just doing this through the whole movie. Yeah, you make fun of him just so that, to throw everyone else off to fit in, but you're like secretly you love Legolas. No, oh, that's no. funny. No. It's okay. We don't want to shame you. Yeah, no shame. All right, then it's then it's um uh, then it's the Kate Blanchett's elf character, right? Mm, what's, the, uh, what's the elf stand for? Uh, Queen uh, Galadriel, word. man. Galadriel, yeah, yeah. She's all right. I like. Kate yeah, Blanchett. she's all right. Like, yeah, yeah. I like her right. better when she's uh, in Thor Ragnarok, but she's, she's not an elf in that. So she's, she's, great. <laughs> she's great as. as hell. <laughs> there are rules to this shit. Yeah. Um, I'm one of my favorite uh, memes. Galadriel's pretty awesome. Yeah. What about the Lee Pace elf? Yeah. He's Lord, no, Lord no. Eyebrows. The no. Lee <laughs> Lord Eyebrows. <laughs> Lord Eyebrows isn't good. <laughs> I don't know. I'll, think, I'll think more on it. What would you guys pick? Um, big giant half orc looking dude. I'm oh, like, what would I pick for a race or uh, favorite elf? Yeah, no, race. I, I, I like big Legolasses with her. <laughs> Big, um, big meaty orky dudes are they're my jam uh, i like them i mean orlando bloom's grown on me over the years i think it was kind of fashionable to dislike orlando or you know but i watched the pirates of the caribbean trilogy i'm like i like orlando bloom he's pretty good they're bringing the hobbits to isengard but sorry what was the the question the question was what, what race fantastical do you race would you be yeah don't say don't say uh, World of Warcraft orcs. Or no, I changed things. Did you hear? Did you hear Blizzard uh, uh, changed all the refer- references to green skins? They took them out of the game this week. Oh yeah, I know the uh, the pure the, the sanitization of World of Warcraft continues. Continues on, yeah. <laughs> It's just it's, it's races in the game. They literally are different races that have war with each other. Yep. <laughs> it's like, how are you going to fix that? They're all human now. Yep, and yeah. they all they all have a, you know like yeah. I'm it's there's, a stone this rabbit hole doesn't be, have a bottom, guys. Yeah. Like, they're all going to be humans. They're either going to be uh, male humans or fruit bowls. Those yeah. are going to be it's your like, two options. It, That's all we got. Yeah, if you want to be reductive about it, it is races in the game. But also, on, they're on the if they keep up this what they're doing. Because I've I agreed with some of the early stuff. Now I'm starting to think it's ridiculous because the end game is you're going to start because you're going to get to a place where you go, you know what? War is bad. We shouldn't have war. War is a terrible thing. It means the loss of life. This game is now yeah. called Peacecraft uh, or, you know, World of Peacecraft. And they're never going to have another war again. Yeah. And then the whole point is gone. Like, I get the idea that you're trying to fix things up. But this they're is They're going to announce a partnership with Coke. Coke was just the first salvo. Yeah, it's weird. Greenskins, they're they're a fake they're a fake thing. They don't exist. I mean, that's and also it's meant to be like it's meant to be a derogatory term. Like they're meant to have derog- like in the movie they call the humans small teeth. Like they're meant to have slurs that are just not the slurs of this world, right? Because we don't want to trigger people, but they have in fiction slurs about one another, right? Like the small teeth, the greenskins. Like they right. hate each other, right? There's and you, and the whole point the is, game. you like, create an the elf. orcs are monsters to some humans that came and killed and you know art everybody and stole stuff and you know we want to kill them. You also, it's also be an allegory so that when you have these racial conflicts, the whole point is to address some of those issues by saying, look at Jaina and Thrall and how they figured out a way around this abject racism and this. Like, there's that's the whole point of the story. You don't. Are you going to go back and go? I don't know. 
But the issue, Scott, is that every expansion has to have a new reason for them to get all racial war on each other. I mean, they're like, we're bringing it back to Horde versus Alliance. You know, it's like it. Yes, they have to have that storytelling and that shows maturity, but there's never going to be a progression from A to B when it's always about war at the end of the day. It's the whole point of the the franchise. Exactly. It's based on I mean, it is the franchise they (laughs) Activision acquired that game and, and all the, you know. It's like they just need to stop making World of Warcraft and or in a new iteration of Warcraft, it's the blended races. And if you're Horde or Alliance, you can be any race and it's not really about race anymore. But as it stands, it is drawn along racial lines. Yeah. But also, yeah. if you if you really I mean, I, I understand the the well-meaningness. I do. But at some point you're going to see Blue Man Group and go, oh, I don't know about this anymore. Should we have the Blue Man Group? <laughs> I mean, it's a color, and you know we're trying not to just. You just you gotta you gotta uh, not call swing. them blue man, but call them blue bees. They're they're just swinging too far. They're swinging too far. I don't know. I don't know the yeah, answer. Yeah, 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 I think I just said it the other week. It's got nothing to do with anything. Like it's just you know it's they're in trouble and they're scrambling, and somebody thinks it's a good idea, and so there we go. Yeah, it's just. I guess there, there's some talk in the chat room about them getting out of the way Games Workshop maybe because Greenskins are. They've been doing Why, this stuff for ga- decades. Games Work- Workshop just showed up. They just started doing games. Yeah, like, I don't buy that. And, and here's the here's the other thing. It doesn't matter. Like, I, and I've said this all along through all of these changes. It doesn't matter what the intent is. It is not our job as consumers to go and research the deep-seated reasons behind it. It is a case of, hey, we changed this woman to fruit. How do you feel about that? Is that a net positive or a net negative to you? And you answer that question. I don't have to know who did the art. I don't have to know who worked on their team. I don't have to know what the circumstances were around the art when it was created. I don't have to know what year the art was published. I don't have to know if it was based on historical accuracy. All I have to do is go, I like that fruit more than I like that person. I think this change is going to be positive. Positive or negative. Like, I, I if they are doing it because of Games Workshop stuff, it's weird that it took this long, but okay. But at the end of the day, it's also coming on the seat of a bunch of other changes that were based on an internal, like, these are changes we want to make. And we have every right to say, I think that's a good change or a bad change. Yeah. So... Uh, John that, said that, exactly it. how that's I feel. It. It's exactly. I didn't right. even know that painting was there, and I, you know, I played that game. <laughs> I don't think anybody knew that painting was there. Like some I, nerd was like, "Oh my god, they changed the painting!" And everyone's like, "What?" Yeah. But like, if you would have pulled us the day before, like it, you know, name the paintings in X area, everyone'd be like, "I don't know." Yeah. Yeah. Like it also doesn't matter. It's like it's the pinnacle of it doesn't matter in news as well. Yeah, like, let's all listen cool. to Yoshi P and not be weird about. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, yeah exactly. Yoshi P. Listen to Yoshi P. Ooh, Yoshi P. In a, in a, in a Mario context, that's kind of <laughs> gross. Listen to Yoshi P. Yeah. <laughs> like, it sounds like we're listening to a dinosaur go whiz in the forest. <laughs> oh, my gosh. John's Yoshi is painfully accurate. It's so weird how yeah. good your impression yeah, is. A Remember thing. when Yoshi sang a song about assholes? Uh, no. What? <laughs> no. Yeah. There's yeah. a song where Yoshi sings about the asshole. Anyway, yeah. look it up. Well, there you have that'll it. be that'll be your homework for the night. Everybody go research it. It's true. Yeah. Chat room back me up. Yeah. He's saying about it. Get on it. Um, all right. Now I'm to the email. Oh, no. Did I already read it? Yeah, I did. It's the freaking yeah. I already read it. It's the Dear Martha email. And I don't we know why. We still don't know what race Bo. Oh, yeah. That's about. where we got hung up. Bo, what'd you say? What do you think? I want to be a pixie. I want to be able to do magic things. I want to be like Tinkerbell. Pixie's man. pretty good. Yeah. 
Well, D and D pixies are cool. I mean, th- that like Pod is like my character. That you know, hi, hi, Nash, <laughs> dude. I miss Pod. <laughs> people Pod do weird great. things, and Pod. people want to kill me and smoke me like crack because I'm full of magic. I was legit sad when Pod was no more. Really yeah, bummed me out. There's a new Pod out there for you. Yeah, I don't know if it's the same, but yeah, it's not quite know. the same. It all depends if you decide to go back to the Tower of Nash, which will remain an option for you as the campaign. Giant campaign. penis in space. We need to change that to a bowl of fruit. Get on that. Okay. Um, <laughs> he expanded the tower into yeah, a bowl of just fruit. Just a giant bowl of fruit. Um, all right, we're gonna we're gonna get out of here. A quick reminder that this entire thing is sponsored by the fine good intentions of you folks at home. Yeah, that's right. Go to patreon.com slash core show. All right. That's an important aspect of this. It's not just core. I wish it was. Someone else had it. Core show. Patreon.com slash core show. Sign up today. Become a patron and find out why so many other patrons are doing what they're doing. Because it makes a huge difference and we want to keep growing and keep doing this show. So head on over there and take care of that. Send us your emails. Talk to the core at gmail.com. Find us on Twitter at CorePod, John underscore Jagger, Bo Schwartz, and I'm at Scott Johnson. The show is live on Thursdays at 5 p.m. Mountain Time. So if you want to come watch us live, you can do that. You can find us at twitch.tv slash frogpants. I think that's everything. John, any final words of wisdom? Uh, don't make games weird. Okay, thank you. Yoshi P. I'm just going to steal other people's words of wisdom now. That's what I do. Oh, well, Bo may get some ideas from that. Bo, any thoughts? Oh, yeah, but be a little weird. Yeah, be a little weird. That's good. Be a little weird. I mean, embrace your weirdness. I get get it. I get the don't be weird, but I don't think he means don't be weird. I think think he he means... uh, I think he means, like, don't be obsessive. Don't be jerks, I think, maybe is what he's saying. It's okay to be a little weird. Yeah. We all do little weird things. We gotta embrace the weirdness. He doesn't want to yeah. be. A, uh, some of us like to make uh, you know pooping emotes in our for our Twitch channel. Some of <laughs> us know, re- weird, really like it, to do like that. It. Which, by the way, is not in there anymore. I don't see it. Oh, I made Scott censor himself. No, I didn't take it out. I think someone else did. It's not there. Wait a minute, oh. really? Yeah. They've already removed it. Something happened, maybe mid-show. I didn't oh, see. Oh wait, it. no, I see it. I, I see it lot. Uh, it's I see. Locked, I I'm see not text. a subscriber. Hold on, let me look here. Oh, it is still showing for me. But what if I hit it? Hold on. Oh, it worked. Okay. It did. Oh, it. it's just showing as frog pants furt for me. I'm not yeah, seeing. I'm seeing oh, frog pants so people can emo. see it, but they see the text on the other side. That's ah, a bummer. I'm only seeing the text. Hmm. I'll figure it out. We may have let been your furt fly free, everybody. Don't keep it in. I'm going to do a bowl of fruit next time. Uh, all right. <laughs> but the furt comes out of two oranges. Yeah, that's true. I did do a flump. He's not animated, though, but he's in there. Anyway, uh, that's it for us. Thank you all for listening, for watching, for hanging out with us. We really appreciate it, and your support means the world to us. So thank you, thank you, thank you. That's going to do it for us. We'll be back next week with more. We'll see you then. This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Yes. Get more at frogpants.com.